Hey everyone, today is Wednesday, the 17th of April, 2019. This is The Gap, episode 464. I'm Luke Laurie, Job Gores here, and how's your Star Wars week going, Job? Star Wars week, fuck that. Cheers to uh, playing anything but, anything but watching fucking trailers of Star Wars. <laughs> right, yeah. It was hard. It's very fucking hard. I have so many fucking filters set up on my Twitter so that I don't get fucking shit spoiled and right out of the gate. Like, I literally woke up, uh, picked up my phone, chucked on Twitter. That makes me sound really sad. It wasn't like my eyes are awake and I'm like, fucking better check Twitter or anything like that. I mean, like, the moment that I got around to checking on Twitter, uh... I, there, there it is, like, straight a fucking way, someone has managed to fucking usurp all of, like, circumvent all of my fucking filters by, like, just posting fucking gifs from the trailer without the word fucking Star Wars in it. Not even the fucking word star. Like, you can't fucking, you can't, oh, check this out. Gift from the fucking trailer. I'm like, well, fucking come on. <laughs> like, you couldn't just hashtag Star Wars, you fuck. Like... I get that, you know, the rise of the Skywalkers, and I'm going to have to deal with that because that's the title of the fucking film, right? Uh, Although, you know, I would have preferred to not uh, have that information, you know? Like, it it makes me wonder things, and I don't want to wonder things. I want to go in not knowing anything at all. I want to be fucking told some shit, you know? Like... I do like Rise of the Skywalker as the title uh, because, you know, I think it's uh, an allusion to Rise of the Jedi, right? Um, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like you know, it, it sort of ties the, the concept of Skywalker into, a f- you know, the, the perfect, I guess, Force user. You know, right. so I, I like the title. There's a bunch of shit I wish I didn't know. I'm not going to say it, uh, but I'll say it. <laughs> like, and I won't say what, but he, I'll point it in the right direction. Character reveals. Right. Like, talking about characters that are going to be in the film and making a big fucking deal about it is insane. Like, I want to be surprised when I go in there and see this shit and not have it fucking plastered all over the internet. Fucking like, that stuff that- would be a cool reveal. Imagine how interesting the film would be if you go in completely blind and then suddenly fucking out of nowhere, fucking like a door opens and there's this silhouetted figure and it's and it steps into the line. It's like, Misa, don't know how you got here, and you're like, fucking what? Oh shit! Jojo's back, baby. Yeah, I know, right? Everyone's favorite character. Apparently, that dude got a lot of hate. I was reading today, apparently, yeah. like, institutionalized for the amount of hate he got, which is a bit rough, but Jar Jar is a terrible character, so. Hmm. Uh, fuck Jar Jar. Not fuck the actor who played him. What the fuck is wrong with people? Jesus Christ. Uh, but yeah, anyway, like, yeah, that's some fucked shit. Like, why would they put it in the trailer? Uh, I think it's uh, this whole, like, they're trying to hype people up yeah the there was a lot of bad like a a very split community between the last film um i think we're on the fence of like i don't i enjoyed it as a film but i don't like the direction it went in 
Um, yeah. My, my, uh, I, I like, I'm very much on the fence. I'm like, on any given day, I'm on either side of that fence. Hmm. Like, I'm, I'm never, I'm not like deep in, in either direction. Like, I didn't fucking love it and I didn't absolutely hate it. But like, I, yeah, on a Tuesday, I might be like, Man, what the fuck were they thinking with that can- casino fucking section? That was a fucking that was a fucking shocker. And then on a, any other day, I'll, I'll be like, "Fuck that fucking light speed jump! That was fucking sick." Hmm. And then the next day, I'm like, "Why haven't they used that before? How does how does light speed jumping work in the fucking Star Wars universe? If you can use it as a weapon, like why wouldn't you just?" Tell like light speed jump a whole bunch of shit. Why wouldn't you just fucking create? Like, you know, I don't want to get into a whole fucking is R two D two alive or not. But like, why wouldn't you just create a bunch of fucking droids that fly fucking ships in a Star Destroyers? Like, seems kind of easy. Seems like a pretty simple solution, doesn't it? You know. Hmm. And then on another day, I'll be like, fuck yeah, R2-D2 is a Jedi. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then on top of that, the whole Avengers Endgame stuff, which is like, oh. I don't know if I should oh. just turn the internet off for the week. I am extremely glad I'm going camping this weekend. I will be away from everything for at least four days. There's four days that are, that's not going to be risky for me, you know, but... I worry that by the time I get back, uh, the cancer that mm. is Endgame sto- spoilers will have like fucking just gone full blown uh, malicious, malicious, hmm. What's malignant, malignant, and will have taken over, and there'll be just you won't be able to turn anywhere without seeing a fucking spoiler for Endgame, and I've only got to make it till Friday, uh, Thursday, right? I idiotically didn't go for... I'm going uh, Thursday. I didn't go Wednesday because I'm a huge dipshit. Uh, it's just going to be that much more difficult. Yeah. It's, it's late on Thursday as well. It's like uh, six, I, six. I should have gone early. Yeah, I think that's when I'm... Or maybe around then, like five or four. Between four and six. Yeah. Are you going, are you going that uh, extreme screen or... Uh, yeah. I'm going Lux. I don't give a fuck. I wanted to go IMAX, but they're not doing IMAX um, this year in, in like non-3D. Because I went last year mm. and saw it, um, uh, you know, in whatever it is, Extreme Screen or whatever you fucking call it, yep. VMAX. Um, and then I went a second time and saw it at uh, IMAX because I've got an IMAX um, at the Entertainment Corner. It's not like a... Um, it's not like the IMAX that was at Sydney Harbour where it was a giant fucking like the biggest screen in the Southern Hemisphere yep. but the actual format like it's still a massive screen but the formatting is different like you get more um, yeah. screen space and that was really fucking cool like it's uh, you can see the difference in there and I was like oh, I'm gonna go again this year like maybe that'll be the way I go see it this year like the first time and they're all in 3D like if it doesn't suck, I'm sure they'll do like later sessions that are 2D, and I'll happily go to a later session, a 2D session, provided I can, you know, pencil out 15 fucking hours of my day or whatever the fuck it's going to take to watch. <laughs> um, yeah, but anyway, that the whole like I I 
because I was just browsing the internet and I saw a thing and I was like, the fuck's this idiot talking about? And then like half an hour later, the whole thing about, oh, the movie's been leaked online and people are posting spoilers. I'm like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, God. Yeah. That is horseshit. I don't know. That is, that is some garbage shit. Uh, and the other thing you got to worry about now is because we saw it, um, we saw it when I think Star Wars Episode Seven came out. Like people just online in video games would just randomly oh, yeah. talk spoilers in oh, voice yeah. chat. Yeah. Or yeah. even I think it happened in Avengers as well last year. I remember people talking about like major plot lines in that, like the end of the film, and you're like. Like, a day into that film being released, just, like, saying it in chat, being like, fuck you, this is funny. Oh, it is man. the it's the classic, you know, Snape dies, uh, Dumbled- Dumbledore, Snape, Snape dies, Dumbledore, Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Fuck it is. <laughs> Snape you know, that, that Harry Potter fucking spoiler, the, I think that, for <laughs> me, was the original spoiler bomb, right? Like, before that, I think people tried to spoil shit, hey? Star Wars. There's that like that classic scene in The Simpsons where they walk out of Star Wars and he he's like, I can't believe Darth I'm Vader's about his father. The internet, the the way like weaponizing the internet as yeah. a spoiler bomb like weapon, right? Is yeah, I think the the Harry Potter one is the first one that I can really remember as being actually devastating to people. It didn't devastate me because I didn't give a fuck, but like, yeah, people who didn't know, it was some shit. Mm. Uh, and, yeah, it's definitely gotten out of hand since. You, I will not be playing games where other people can talk to me until I've seen the fucking movie. Well, 100%. the good... I'm not... The reason why I'm going on Thursday is I'm not around on Wednesday. And basically, like, we're getting back into the city and going straight to the fucking cinema so hopefully i'll be fine <laughs> yeah well yeah uh yeah we'll have to yeah the, the other thing to, is you'll have to be pretty vigilant but the, other, the, the what i was saying was i'm gonna see it in lux because i right. went to fucking us yeah last week and um sort of in regular cinema normally i almost exclusively go to the lux ones now Mm. So in regular cinema, uh, the chick next to me he was playing on her phone. She kept doing it even after I told her to stop. Uh, everyone, it was the rowdiest fucking cinema I've been in in ages. But I actually liked that for a horror film. Uh, yeah. And Us is at its core, and not even at its core. It's just a fucking run of the mill horror film. Like mm. there's not really that much more to it than that. I, I was expecting Get Out another get out but it wasn't that uh it was just a horror film right like that's fine right like it's cool yeah you can he doesn't have to make a fucking a get out every time he makes a fucking movie it's just what i was expecting anyway like yeah it was fucking rowdy there were a number of people who were told to shut the fuck up uh the people on my other side were literally just talking for the first like i don't know 30 minutes of the movie until i told them to shut the fuck up uh they got chippy, right? Like, but I'm like, watch the movie. Uh, the they they kicked off again at like a pretty critical like when if you've seen the trailer, uh, yeah, it's on the poster. Like the the fucking family hmm. standing in the driveway. Yeah, that's when they decided to start talking again. Yeah, right. 
fucking, why did I waste my shut the fuck up on earlier when they're at the fucking beach when I should have used it when <laughs> the fucking shit's about to kick off? Pay the fuck attention. Christ. Holy shit. What are you even in the cinema for? Anyway, so that's why I only go to Lux now. Because, like, yeah. you still get dickheads in Lux on their phone and stuff, but you can't see it over the fucking reclining chair. And if people are talking, like, there's only fucking 12 people in the cinema, so the chances of people talking through the movie are significantly lower hmm. uh, than, yeah. I'm also never going to a movie on a Friday night again. That was probably the big mistake, really. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Anyway. Like, uh, I think every time, because I go quite a lot, and... I would say every time we go, we're having to tell someone fucking put their phone away. Yeah. Like, sometimes it's just people constantly on their phone the entire time. It's like, why are you in here if you're just going to sit on your phone the entire time? Uh, one day there'll be an Alamo Draft House style cinema here. Oh, yeah, 100%. And I it'll would, make a fucking fortune. They would get all my money. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think we talked about this. Like, my partner was looking at. Like, how much does it cost to set up a fucking cinema? Like, I'll yeah. do it. She's at that point where she's like, I'll just fucking buy a cinema and I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Someone's got to Or do just, it. like, buy the film and have it at home. Fuck it. No. Um, the other thing, the spoiler thing is Game of Thrones started this weekend, or this yeah. week again, season eight. I've had Game of Thrones in my filter for probably six years now. Yeah. Like, it, I've got hashtag Game of Thrones and Game of Thrones in my filter so I don't because I just got to the point where I was just fucking sick of seeing people talking about it because I don't I don't watch it um, I've watched the first season and I got to the like it got to the point where I literally know fucking major story points in that that series because people don't shut up about it Cause, that's because it's good dickhead <laughs> but they can't they, they have to talk about it on social media in front of fucking everybody all the time just shut up so that's I'm just how like, social media Motherfucker. No, nah, nah, but they Christ. all do it like while the show is on or something like that. And oh yeah, live tweeting the show is dumb. But like- fucking post posting like screen caps of them watching it and like oh shit, I can't believe this person died. Someone dies every episode. That's all that happens in that show. People Shut dying all the time. Your bitch mouth. Did you watch? You don't know what you're talking about. So many people died. Fuck no. damn it. Um. No, I actually just in saying that I started watching it again the other night, so I'm not. Uh, I'm like halfway through season two. <laughs> I'm well, gonna catch up before the end. That yeah. way, I can just be like, I've seen it. I could fuck you. Watch, watch the last episode, like before anyone else can, and then spoil it. Like just come. Oh, like, this is payback the fucking, for the last the, eight years from behind victory. Yeah, it's only six episodes long this season. Right. And they're going to be like fucking... There's some episodes that are like two hours long. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you're going to struggle to catch up, I think. Because you only got fucking five more weeks. Easy. To watch 1,700 hours of fucking TV. Was it six seasons I got to watch? Yep. It's like 10 episodes a season? Yep. Yeah, easy. That's oh, like, like a season hours. a week. That's easy, baby. It's, it's a couple of days. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We had a flight coming up. I can watch a bunch of it on a flight. You you knock out like three seasons, yeah. Even. But I usually sleep on planes, so there's that. Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> the uh, Game uh, of Thrones plane. Yep. Um. Anyway, uh, we'll get back to Star Wars a bit later in the news because some Star Wars stuff to talk about. But Good idea. Uh, let's kick off with some games. There's more on here than what I thought would be here. Um. What do we got? Uh, Mutant Year Zero. Played a bit more of that. I am still digging it a lot. 
Um, this is like the uh, like a top-down XCOM-inspired um, turn-based turn-based tactical game uh, with an element of sort of exploration and, and like open worldness. Like there's different hub areas you can kind of roam around in. Um, yeah, I'm sort of embracing the whole like stealth aspect of the game a lot more now. Like roaming around and being like, all right, I take out like this guy here and then that means that this other person on this side of the corner won't be able to um, see me taking them out. And then so like sort of working, like puzzling your way through the best approach to, to whittle down as many enemies as possible and then like initiating the combat properly um, so that you're not just swarmed by like eight people and you're just pretty much fucked at that point because <laughs> you can't really do anything. Um, so yeah, I'm really digging that game a, a lot. I, I haven't played... Um, uh, like too much of it. Maybe I've put in like another four or five hours, gotten through a couple more areas, but I'm I'm really enjoying it. It's as I said last week. It's not as um, like it's sort of it. It's not as hardcore as an XCOM because you're um you're not having that permadeath type system where if you lose a character, they're kind of gone. Um, so it's a bit more like you can reload saves and, and go back and try something a bit different. I'm pretty sure the thing I talked about where it was doing some sort of seeding with um, with accuracy, like you've got a 75% chance to hit this person and you'll miss. And if you reload that save and try it again, it'll still miss. I'm pretty sure that's a thing because I'm seeing that uh, a lot. <laughs> so that's cool. Like you can't just yeah. save scum and, and go back. Like you've actually got to think about trying something a bit different. Um, yep. Cool. And yeah, the, the world building, building in it is, is I think, really cool. The the stuff I talked about last week of like these um, these mutant characters that are sort of exploring Earth or like a, a post-apocalyptic Earth and talking about things we take for granted. Like there's a mission or a level called the, I think it's like the Silver S- Snake or something like that. And they're just referring to us like it's a train, basically. Right. Um, and just learning about like them trying to figure out like what, what is a train exactly? Um and just like their guesses as to what it, what it could be, or finding like a um, a mini refrigerator or like a cooler, and them talking about like oh I think I've heard of what these things do like you put items in it and it keeps them cool type stuff. Um, so I like the world building around it. So I think we had some emails about Mutant Year Zero, which maybe we'll get to later, or maybe that was just in the general chat people talking about it. Right. I can't really remember. Um, uh, I'm not sure, but um, suggesting that maybe it's on Game Pass. Yeah, yeah, uh, because it's not on Switch yet. Like I was all excited to get it on Switch. It just turns out that it's coming to Switch mm. uh, in June, and so uh, yeah, no, no chance, no chance that I can play it on my Switch yet <laughs> in time yeah. for our flight later this month. But uh, yeah, like. I'm still excited to check it out. I w- I'm just going to buy it and put it on my Surface, I think. I don't know how it's going to run, but it looks like it should be fine. I hope it's got touch good touchscreen controls. That's what I hope, but right. yeah. I haven't been able to find any details on it. Yeah. No, I think it's good. Like It, fit, it sort of scratches that XCOM itch while like trying a few different new things in there. Like There's no... XCOM's got that whole base building system where you're going out researching and that sort of thing. This is very slimmed down in terms of that sort of stuff. You still can upgrade weapons and... I never really get... Like, I don't actually like that macro game in yeah. XCOM most of the time. Like, yeah. It 
it's probably the least interesting part of any XCOM game, in my opinion. Right. Uh, the resource management stuff. Um, it does give you something to like aim for and look forward to, but yeah, generally it's just not for me. Well, so, so for yeah. the most part, you're collecting scrap or resources out in the world or finding items like grenades or uh, new weapons. And it's that's when it's sort of more in line with Mario and Rabbids where you can use the resources to buy new gear. Um, yeah. So you go to like a shop and be like, all right, I'm going to buy this new gun and equip that on one of my characters. And um, yeah, so like I've basically got everybody with a stealth weapon at the moment because uh, you can have two primary weapons so everyone's got like a either a silenced pistol or a crossbow and that way i'm hopefully killing the person that i'm trying to kill when i'm initiating like an ambush on them because um, i got to the point where they were just they had too much health and i couldn't do it with the two characters that i had um i just wasn't doing enough damage at that point to knock them out completely so they would then alert everybody else around them. Right. So now I'm just like, oh, well, I'll get another silence weapon and we'll start stealthing our way through it. And yep. um, yeah, I'm like enjoying that part, like the puzzle aspect of figuring out how to approach some of these scenarios and, and what to do. And then when things don't go to plan, it can just, sometimes it's just really hectic to to try and sort out. Um, cool. But yeah, I'm digging it. I'm, I'm enjoying like jumping on every once in a while and playing like an hour, like a like a level, like a section clearing yeah. it out and then all right cool yeah i'll get back to this later on um nice. yeah it's sort of scratching that itch cool what else we got uh sea of thieves let's sea talk about sea of thieves real quick you played it i played a bit i was jumping in right, see how this? it was going uh just to get my hype train going ahead of the Two big weeks. update it looks so fucking cool um uh yeah jumped in just sort of auto match made onto a galleon right and uh jumped into this game and uh two like two voices grew to me uh an american woman and a british guy and i replied uh and as soon as i said anything at all the british guy was like is that how you talk and i'm like what it's like is that how you actually talk i'm like uh i don't know how to respond to that and he's like is that your actual voice or are you using some sort of voice modulator? I'm like, this is how I talk, man. This is just my my voice. He's like, that, you have the sexiest voice I've ever heard in my life. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, what? Sea of Thieves is a new grinder. Fucking. <laughs> uh, and he's like, yeah, seriously. And then for the next 25 minutes, he would not shut up about how sexy my voice was. And it was the craziest fucking thing because when he wasn't talking about how sexy my voice was, he was, like, instead harassing the woman who was oh. playing. I'm like... Like, I... You know, when he's when he's going at me, I'm like, oh... Okay, dude. And then he started going in on the, on the lady... Alright, dude, come on. She's just trying to play the game. And then she started defending me. Neither of us would defend ourselves, but we both defended one another in tandem until he shut the fuck up. 
and quit. But uh, it was super weird. That has to be... Like, literally, all I did was talk, and it was fucking sexual harassment time. That has to be how a lot of fucking women feel all the fucking time in games. And that was awful. Jesus Christ. I was not a fan of it. Uh, I have had the... I have been sexually harassed because of my voice before. I used to do complaint calls uh, in for Westpac over a decade ago and multiple women multiple women were extremely explicit uh it was pretty weird hmm. it was extremely flattering the first time and then it just got super fucking weird because <laughs> like- it was the same lady going all the time <laughs> <laughs> One lady made her friend go pick up the other line mm. so that she could, like, hear how sexy my voice was and the other lady wasn't having a bit of it. <laughs> Back wasn't when having people had telephones with cords yeah, on them. And they had multiple fucking landlines <laughs> in their house. Yeah, the other lady's like, oh, that doesn't sound that good. And she, oh, man, it was fucking super weird. Mm. Anyway... That was my Sea of Thieves experience. Uh, it will not happen again, because next time, I'm just going to go on a fucking sloop, and I'm going to go fishing. That's all I'm going to do. I'm probably not going to play it again until April, after April 30, so I'm just going to go on a... It's like, when I'm playing it on my own, I'll just go fishing on a sloop. Right. Yep. They released uh, that trailer, I think, overnight, the fishing and cooking trailer. Yeah. It seems a lot deeper up. than what I thought it was. Like, there's Fuck. different types of food you can collect and... Different fruits, different yeah. veggies. You cook all the fucking animals you find. I don't know if you can cook a snake, but hopefully you can. Uh, cook all your different fish. You can burn it. Yeah, it looks, looks good. I'm about it. Hmm. It's having that No Man's Sky fucking redemption arc. Um, Did No Man's Sky have a redemption? Hey? Had a bit of a redemptive moment, remember? Back yeah. when we were playing it. I still hated it, but you guys were fucking I obsessed. didn't like it. No, I uninstalled it. <laughs> what are you talking about? If someone else is playing, I was like, this is still garbage. Yeah, I know. It was, it was infuriating seeing everyone play it. Yeah. Seeing everyone enjoy themselves. Pricks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, one Finger Death Punch. I got this because it was 99 cents. I don't know if it's still 99 cents, but if it is, you absolutely should get it. Yeah, this is because uh, the sequel came out, right? Yeah, they put the... Uh, it's back up to seven fifteen. Uh, it's not worth $7.50, but it was definitely worth a buck. Uh, it's basically you are a Kung Fu master, a stick man. Like, remember those fucking flash games, stick, stick man, Kung Fu or whatever the yeah. fuck it was. Yeah. Uh, the fucking best shit growing up. Anyway, that's basically what this is. Uh, you're a stick man and you can't move. Instead, you press, uh, one button to attack right. You press your B button to attack right and your X button to attack left and you have to wait until they get in range and every single level sort of chains the enemies together so that you can create a spectacular fucking kung fu combo out of these stick men and that's basically the entire game uh as you get further and further into it it just sort of ramps up how complicated uh it is at first you know every stick man takes one punch and then uh some of them take two punches. Some of them will dodge first and then you have to... So they'll dodge to the other side. So they might start off B, B side. They'll dodge to the X side. So you have to press B, X to actually hit them once. Mm. And yeah, that sort of thing it sort of escalates and escalates until... Yeah, like you are 
frantically fucking tapping buttons as fast as you fucking can. I don't know why I'm doing it with two hands on camera because that's not how I play it or how I do play it. I play it with one fucking one <laughs> finger. Right. Because it's one finger death punch. Uh, and yeah, no, it's cool. I haven't checked out the demo, but uh, I am interested to see how it goes because this one's fucking awesome. I'll probably play this one a bit more while I uh, check before I check out the, the second one. But yeah. People were fucking well about that shit. Um, yeah. Anyway. Good stuff. Yep. Yeah, I saw the sequel go up on Steam, but um, did not pull the trigger, because... Did you play the first one? No. Right. So, yeah, it'd be hard to hard to jump in on if you had no measure of whether or not you are going to like what you were getting into, I guess. Yep. Right. Um, but, yeah... Uh, it's cool. It's a cool, cool game. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, what else we got here? What else do we have? Um, let's talk about... What's Krunker? Krunker? Krunker is a browser-based first-person shooter uh, with... I don't know. It feels very counter-striking oh, to I me. Oh, I played this. But, but it's anything but. It's uh, very lo-fi, you know, blocky sort of... Yeah, shooter. Uh, it's as far as I can tell, it's got two modes: um, deathmatch. I guess three modes: deathmatch, so free for all, uh, team deathmatch, and like control point. Yeah, king of the hill type thing. Uh, hard point is what it, it's called in in this, but that's it's not a hard point. Oh, I guess it is. Yeah, hard point from Call of Duty. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, Krunker is, it's krunker.io to play it. It's free. Uh, you jump in and as far as I can tell, it's some sort of social experiment where you kill a bunch of extremely easy bots and then they start to call you a hacker. That's, that's as far as I can tell, that's what krunker.io is, is it's some sort of fucking weird experiment where yeah, all the bots are on the lowest possible difficulty setting, and then they exclusively call you a hacker anytime you kill them, which you will do a lot because they're terrible. Uh, and yeah, there's like it, you, I found like it really easy to master the recoil control in it. Uh, and so yeah, you wind up like just going on these massive sprees. Uh, headshot, 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 and people just fucking dying uh, non-stop. There's not like... It's, it's The first bullet is always in the correct spot, and the record tr- uh, control on the AK is fucking easy as fuck. Mm. So, yeah, you just fucking... Dead. Uh, and then, yeah, they call you a hacker, and that's that's about it. Uh, and then someone, so another real player will join, and they'll call them a hacker as well. Uh, you can always tell if it's a real player or if it's one of these bot, like these chatbots on easy mode because the chatbots on easy mode are awful and the real players can actually kill me. Um, hmm. You know, seriously, I uh, I think I've spent the last week destroying 12-year-olds yeah. who are getting a fucking harsh lesson in how to play a fucking shooter <laughs> uh, because fuck... Uh, like no mercy shit. Actually, I do show, I, I have been showing some mercy in that I've been like 
going pistols only and still wiping the fucking floor with them. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a good time killing game. I don't know. Hmm. You just you jump in, you knock out a couple of rounds, get called a hacker a bunch, and then you like duck away. Uh, I had to unbound uh, my back button from my fucking side the side buttons on my mouse I had to unbound that because I lost a lot of games pressing the back like I just clutch clutch onto the fucking mouse mm. and then press the fucking back button and back out of the game and lose all my progress alright crumpy I never so had that, that was, happen yeah well you don't, <laughs> you don't panic quite like I do you can hear uh, you when you panic yeah yeah exactly <laughs> your um, butt clenches you can hear it oh it, yeah it, it is audible um uh, yeah, I jumped in and, and played uh, like four or five rounds and just destroyed a bunch of people. And there was this kid talking. I didn't realize they had voice comms. And I don't know, I still don't know how you get voice comms working. I didn't look into it. I have played it for like three hours and I haven't heard anyone speak once. Really? Yeah. I'm pretty sure, or I'm thinking of Apex. I'm pretty sure I heard a little kid talking at one stage. Amazing. Um yeah. Maybe it was. Maybe I'm thinking of Apex. Like it's definitely children. Up. Like the some like schools haven't worked out that they're supposed to fucking block anything with dot io on the end, or kids are just going to go to the library at lunchtime and play fucking games. I assume. <laughs> right. They probably got laptops in their classrooms. This is the fucking old man podcast now. Jesus Christ. Oh, they probably got laptops in their classrooms, and they're all playing the Crunker and the Slithery-O. <laughs> Um, yeah, but still, yeah, seriously. Right. Smashing kids. It is 100% what's happening. These are children <laughs> and I am fucking smashing them. Uh, but eh. it's cause it's got this like Minecraft aesthetic to it. Like the characters yeah. and I just jump around everywhere and just like bunny hop all over the place. There's no recoil. There's like, there's like no reason not to. It is pretty <laughs> fucking, uh, like pretty fucking lenient on what it will accept as a, as a suitable timing for a jump on your bunny hopping because like i i just literally just fucking bounce everywhere i never stop jumping and yeah it is like i have fucked up numerous jumps like just fucking not even paying attention to the timing and that's nah, fine you keep your momentum you keep going faster don't worry about it and i'm like fuck Bunny hop, even bunny hopping, ah, oh, back in my day, back in my day, you had to bunny hop 40 fucking kilometers in the thick snow just to get a headshot on a fucking prick in Aztec. Um, yeah, not anymore. Bunny hopping's easier. These kids in there, they want their trophies, their participation awards for bunny hopping. There are mm. bunny hopping surfers, uh, but I haven't jumped into one because I don't know why I would. Um, but yeah, no, it's a, it's a dumb game. You kill a bit of time uh, and get called a hacker. It's, it's good. It's worth right. checking out. If you want to feel like Raisty could feel good about his shooting skills. <laughs> Hi, Raisty. Ah, <laughs> uh, classic. Um, yeah, but Raisty would get called a hacker. He's, he's not the worst shooter in the world. And these kids playing Krunker are. Um, yeah, it's good. It's good times. <laughs> right. What else we got? Um, do you want to talk about Battle Royale or leave that for later? Um, let's do World War Z real quick. Okay. This came out today. 
It's on the Epic Game Store. And consoles. So, oh, who cares? Um, <laughs> so cue the uh, cue the wailing. But um, yeah, fucking, I bought it on. I bought it like with my cash money on the Epic Game Store because hmm. I really want a good fucking Left 4 Dead game, basically. Yeah. And I know Turtle Rock announced that they're making one, but that's not soon enough. Uh, and this looks like it's got what it takes, so I'm like, oh, fucking do it. Can't preload on the Epic Game Store. There's no preloading. Uh, it was supposed to come out yesterday. That's when it came out in retail, uh, but because they fucked up the timing and because they don't have a out in such and such hours like Steam does. Can't do that either. Came out uh, last night. Yeah. I so had I to go through like a bunch of Reddit threads to find out what time it was releasing and someone was like it's like 1 a.m pst or something like pacific time yeah so i think it, it launched at seven o'clock or something last night or yeah yeah anyway so, so there's, yeah, no, there's was... no countdown on the actual page you know you go to steam and it's like this game will release in two hours or whatever or you know it's got a date the other one's just like preload yeah and that's it <laughs> right well sorry it's not preload pre-order yeah yeah pre-order um yeah, like, yeah. The Epic Game Store still has a fucking ways to go before it's a worthwhile fucking store, but yeah, the downloaded fine. Let me decide where to install it fine. Like, as a delivery system for fucking video games, could the user experience be better? Certainly. Is it the fucking worst? No. Is it resource intensive? No. Uh, yeah. In the game, there's no dedicated service, uh, and there's no peer-to-peer hosting system. As f- like, I, yeah, there's no peer-to-peer hosting. System. Sorry, you mean there's no local dedicated service for Australians? This, my bad. Yes, there's yeah. no Aussie dedicated service, uh, which means yeah, you play the game at basically 200 ping. I'm play. I was playing at 200 ping. Nate was playing at 150 ping. I don't understand what's going on there. He's he's on 4G. Yeah, his routing's probably different. He's fucking. He's Fucking 4G's better than fucking NBN. I've got the fucking tits. i got the fucking the whole Shazam. I've got the best fucking bundle. It's supposed to be, you know, I'm paying a lot of money here. Okay, I want the fucking best, but I'm being outpaced by 4G. Ridiculous. Um, Yeah, we jumped in. Played a bunch. It is Left 4 Dead in third person, which I'm not crazy about, but it's good enough. Uh... Yeah, Left 4 Dead with a 200 ping, basically. Uh, it's good. Like, it's good fun. You, the swarm shit is fucking hairy as balls. You feel like you're getting swarmed. Uh, it's got the elites that are ripped directly from Re- Left 4 Dead. Uh, yeah, it's just good, man. Like, it's good mm. fun. It needs to be harder, but I think we've got it somehow set on super easy mode. Uh, the Crunker... Uh, difficulty level yep. because uh, yeah we were like fucking up a fair bit and not really seeing any consequences for it uh, but yeah like I see it man like if we can get dedicated servers or just peer to peer hosting fuck yeah like I'll play the fuck out of this um, yeah I'm, I'm about it like I just want a fucking good co-op shooter and it is when like as as a shooter as a co-op game, it's good enough. It's not amazing, but everything that I feel is not great about it is extremely fixable 
So, hmm. yeah, fuck it, man. Like, I'm in. But only if it gets fucking dedicated servers. So what I'm going to do is not play it again. I played it for about an hour now. Yeah. Uh, the Epic Game Store has a two-week, no questions asked, uh, refund policy. Mm-hmm. As long as you haven't played more than two hours. So I am going to leave it until after I get back from camping. If they fix the dedicated service situation, then cool, I'll play it. Yeah, uh, that'll be cool. Uh, if they haven't, then I'll just f- refund it. That's my game plan. So yeah, uh, I'm not going to touch it again. I've only played. Yeah, like I said, I only played it for an hour. But yeah, what I've seen so far, it delivers what I want from this sort of game. Yeah, from a co-op zombie shooter. It's got light puzzle stuff. Lots of zombie killing and cop like Tom Foolery. So yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Anyway, we'll keep you posted. Oh, yeah. Cause yeah, it's four players. So we get four of us in there. It'll be even better. We had two. That was still good. So Chuck like dumb bot. as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Chuck's in two bots and they're dumb as balls. Right. But yeah. Cool. Uh, yep. Superland. Superland. Uh, it's a virtual reality game, right? No. No? No. Oh, okay. Uh, Superland is a first-person uh, puzzle platformer, I guess. Right. Um, some combat in it, but it's basically... Oh, it's the fucking craziest game I've ever played. Like, well, maybe not ever played, but played this year, certainly. Played in a while definitely uh it is your this little i don't know figurine cut out stick man type thing and uh it all takes place inside of a sandbox uh in someone's backyard and everything's scaled down and yeah the you know the the video at the start is this like amusing little highlight you know fortnite map area size this big uh, World of Warcraft this big Daisy this big Superland 9 meters squared and it is supposed to take place in this 9 square meter sandbox mm-hmm. but because you are fucking a grain of sand big uh, it feels like a giant giant world and uh, yeah it starts off with it's, it's Metroidvania-esque you know you uh power up as you go through and you're able to like solve more puzzles puzzles that you might not have been able to say solve before uh you're able to solve them later on because you've got more abilities and stuff like that uh so you start off with like fucking nothing and then you get a sword uh and then you're able to chop uh undead things skeletons and then like from there it just sort of gets out of control you move faster you can double jump triple jump uh float uh fling yourself uh across gaps teleport uh all this kind of stuff and all of it is really spectacularly breadcrumbs it's always like you're never in an area that you feel like you shouldn't be Right at the end of the game, I think it falls to bits, a tiny bit. Uh, Like, the puzzles at the end there aren't as tight as 
the rest of the game. Uh, like, it is... It was, like, I never felt like I couldn't work something out except for right near the end uh, where I just... They just... The game just flat out failed Hmm. to explain something because it introduced a brand new mechanic, uh, but it introduced it by hiding behind something and then it immediately discarded it. Uh, There's a pickaxe that you need to use and not only are you supposed to, like you trade the pickaxe for a diamond pickaxe. It's full of like video game references and goofy shit like that. Um, So you're supposed to trade the pickaxe uh, like sort of color it so that it becomes a diamond pickaxe and uh, trade it. So you, your interpretation of the pickaxe is it is a tradable item that I'm supposed to recolor, which is something that you do quite a lot of, right? Like it's a pretty common puzzle and often the real puzzle element of it is working out how to get that color in particular, like how to get it that color in particular. Um, but here, right, the pickaxe is actually specifically used to break down a bunch of walls, uh, and eventually, and like almost directly after you break down these walls, you get an upgrade to your sword that makes it like the pickaxe. So you can use that instead of fucking a pickaxe. So it's introduced, uh, as a like item for a quest. Mm Mm-hmm. And then never correctly fucking painted, like, led into an actual item needed to solve things and then immediately ab- abandoned. That's probably, yeah, that's the only fucking puzzle in the game that I felt was completely fucked. And I had to look it up, basically. Uh, and even then, I didn't get a decent answer off the internet. Uh, I still had to infer a bunch of shit. Uh, but I, I worked it out, uh, obviously, because I finished the game. Um, apart from that, like, except for that, that pickaxe exception, uh, like, example in particular, I think I, it's so glaring to me because never once prior to that or after that did I feel like the game had not given me enough information to solve whatever. Like, you always... Either you always have exactly what you need to solve the next puzzle Mm -hmm. or the game explicitly tells you you don't have what you need to solve the puzzle. So you don't fucking waste time on puzzles that you can't fucking solve, right? And so that means that if you're in an area, right, to solve a puzzle, right, if you've got a door that's locked behind you, the door in front of you is also locked, and you can see the keyhole, right? You can see, you know that whatever it takes to get through this puzzle exists in that room alone. And so all you need to do is work out how what you have on you can be combined to get out of that room. And it's fucking awesome, man. Like, uh, you, you feel like a fucking mad genius. Like, I was constantly solving shit Mm. and imagining to myself uh well not imagining but like thinking to myself there is literally no way that this was the correct way to solve this fucking puzzle because it is so fucking off the wall i've i've 
straight up just fucking janked my way through this fucking puzzle. And then when I get to the other side and I look back, uh, I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. That's how you solve the... Like, you, you like look at it from a different perspective and you're like, oh, it's so easy. I could have just done this and this. Meanwhile, I'm like fucking... I'm like floating to one area and like flinging myself across a gap and then roping onto a bit of wood and pulling myself up and then floating on the magnet again and like just sort of fucking platforming my way through this shit to get over this obstacle and then I get on the other side and press the button and then I look from the other perspective and it's like, oh yeah, if you combine this, if you combine A with B, you get a C and then... The door opens, right? Cool. I should have just done that in the fucking first place. But while I was up there, that's the other thing. The best thing about it is while I was up there going over the fucking, over the door, instead of through it, opening it and going through it, up the top is a chest and it's got fucking an upgrade to my sword or I can move a bit faster or something else. And so it not only does it you know, actively challenge you to think through what you've got. It rewards you when you go a completely different way with it anyway. It's like they've not only thought of how you should do it, but they've also thought of how you might do it. Hmm. And if you do it that way, you get a reward. And it's fucking amazing, man. Uh... The other thing is, yeah, nine square meters, uh, but you will like, there's no like loading times or anything. You like, you're this tiny thing and it's all in first person. You can fling yourself from one side of the map to the other and it's all there while you're flinging yourself across. Uh, and you can actually, like, there are bounce pads. There's no fast travel system, uh, but there are bounce pads that will fling you straight across. Uh, and yeah, you, what I found is there's, there's a, but there's a thing you get later on that allows you to sort of teleport. And if you fling that thing and teleport, you maintain the same momentum hmm. that you had. So if you are standing still, when you flung it, when you, and, and it gets flung by the bounce pad, right. It gets transported most of the way across the fucking map. And then you teleport to it. You teleport there instantly without any hitches and you have the same fucking momentum, so you just drop straight down. Uh, and you're in a completely different part of the map, which is, I think, pretty fucking cool. Um, it's clear, like clearly not how it's supposed to work. Uh, like, clearly not by design, but I've used it to solve a couple of puzzles earlier than I think I should have, uh, which is cool. And, yeah, like, I don't know, man. Like, that's... It's one of the best games I've played in a fucking long time. Hmm. Uh, it is, you know, it's simplistic in its story, but quite charming, like very goofy. There's some really weird references. There's this one bit where, uh, I won't spoil it, but one bit where the guy who generally guides you and tells you whether or not you're about to fuck up a puzzle uh, basically just, just asks if you're one of the 90%. And when you find out what he means by that, it is 
Totally worth it. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, I liked. I like that a lot. Uh, yeah, I basically mainlined it. So I finished it in twelve hours and four minutes because it's got a timer. Uh, when it, when you finish it, the dude who made it, uh, like it was made by I think like three people, and ninety percent of it was made by this one dude. Um, art was not made by him, but like everything else was all him. Um, and then, yeah, at the end, he sings like a German pop song with his band over the title credits, and it's insane. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's great. It's right. a fucking f- amazing game. It's totally worth it. I think everyone should get it. It's the best game nobody's fucking talking about. I am flabbergasted that like it's just going under the radar. I believe we've talked about a super game before. Because it's got this thing in it called Supra Ball. Yeah. Uh, and Super Ball. Yeah. Okay, I'm just looking at it now. Uh, Super Ball was basically like uh, that fucking uh, Quake mod that was Rocket Launcher Soccer, basically. Right. Super Ball was that. And I definitely t- played it and talked about it before. Um, this is completely like uh, like completely different. Nothing like it's not a sports game. Uh, it's got a reference to Super Bowl, and that's it. But it is largely yeah. It's like a it's a platform puzzle game. This when I think about what I want from fucking a co-op MMO type thing this 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 sort of shit I want I want like puzzle solving that requires some fucking thought and dexterity because these puzzles require if you do them wrong if you do them the way I do them they require like actual dexterity and, and effort on your part to actually make it like work and stuff it's fucking amazing yeah anyway it's totally worth it uh, apparently it was kickstarted uh, there's a demo. It's, it was yeah. 30 bucks Australian. Um, they describe it as a mix between Portal, Zelda, uh, Mario, and Metroid. Uh, I guess I can sort of see that. Uh, it's just... It is uh, of a scale that is staggering to me. It is... Like, spectacularly well made. Really well thought out. Every single step of the way beautifully done hmm. uh it looks looks really pretty although you know it's sim- like simple in its graphics yeah that's what kind of stood out to me because when i saw it on steam it it um the art style sort of popped yeah. out and then i looked into it I, that's why i thought it was a vr game because like oh okay yeah i don't have a vr headset right i don't know why i saw maybe i got it confused with a, a different tag or something anyway yeah maybe but yeah it's it's spectacular it's fucking awesome cool. like yeah they did like it just it killed yeah 12 hours mm. and I got it on Monday so yeah nice and, and it's 2pm on Wednesday now so yeah I just fucking straight up hoovered that shit I couldn't stop playing it it's awesome um I so thoroughly recommend it yeah and also, uh, 
I was looking for because there's you can 100% it afterwards you can you get this chest finder mm-hmm. that beeps when you're near a chest and you need to find all the chests 100% it and so I was uh, I was looking for guides on where a couple of chests were because st- I have finished the game but I've still I'm missing an upgrade to one of my blaster weapons and it's driving me fucking bananas so I was looking around for guides to work out whether or not uh, I'd be able to find it and the guide for the game was literally like written by the dude who made the game oh okay <laughs> yeah so I even wrote the fucking guide which is just even more endearing in my opinion um yeah it's genius cool and uh he wrote it in such a way as to make sure that like it's not spoilers it's just hints yeah because he made all the fucking puzzles like he knows that they're not gonna actually bone you like he knows like it's gonna be some spoilers but yeah yeah if you like if you just need a hint he's even got all the way up to the like very end he talks you through just the tiniest things right but yeah it's awesome all right cool i have to check it out do it yeah uh tone 10's latest game forza street have you did you install this one i sure didn't i heard you can't turn (laughs) so uh it's a mobile game yeah like it's flat out a mobile game um which is not out on mobile for whatever weird reason it's out on uh windows 10 the windows 10 store at the moment you can download it it's like four gigabytes um it's basically a racing game where and did you say four gigabytes it's about four gigabytes yes for a mobile game i think they have uh upscaled or something yeah. hd textures yeah i think it's a hd texture pack Christ. um it's a racing game where you have a racing car and you're getting from point a to point b point b being the end of the the, uh, the race and um all you it's basically a two button press game uh you have an acceleration um and a brake button which are the same button so you you start off and you're at the grid line. Um, there is a countdown, three, two, one. Uh, and the basic idea is you rev your engine to a certain point and you want to hit like the sweet spot. Um, if you go too far, you've added too much gas. If you're too low, um, then you just get a normal good start. Um, and so if you get that that like perfect marker when the countdown hits, you get the boost. And uh, off you go, you go racing. You hold your button down, whether that may be um, the mouse button, space bar, or on... Uh, I think there's a button you can actually press and hold in the game, or maybe they just haven't changed the UI for a mobile device, but anyway. Um, or it, may, it could be touchscreen. Uh, that, that could be what it is. Um, there's an indicator that tells you, like, hey, it looks like a finger pressing it. So you basically just press <laughs> and hold a button... And that accelerates, and then you'll get to a point in the game where it's um, you're going around a corner, or and you'll have to break. And there is like a uh, let's call it a racing line um, where it's a yellow yellow marker, and you got to try and hit your or let go at the right time. And if you do that, you'll get a, a perfect break. Uh, and then the car will start turning for you, and then it's like a red section to indicate it's braking. And then at the end of that that corner there'll be another yellow marker which is where you got to put your foot back on the gas or the pedal and you press the button again and uh it's sort of like a rhythm game in terms of you're pressing a button 
at a certain point and then um, you know, pressing it again at another point or holding it down and letting go and then pressing it to accelerate. And that's pretty much the game. Um, that's how you race. You're All you're doing is braking and, and accelerating and the car turns for you at the right spot. Um, there is a boost system. So if you do hit those sweet spots at the right time, you'll get an added boost to your, uh, to your NOS or turbo, whatever the fuck they want to call it. And, um, and then you can initiate the, the boost at a certain time in the game. Uh, you sort of got to try and think about where you want to do it, where, where, you, where you actually want to do that. If you do it on a corner, you'll hit like the corner and you'll do a bad turn. Um, so you want to try and initiate on the straights, which isn't hard because generally in the, the races that I've played, um, which is the starter stages, it's like there are about three or four turns per race. Each lap goes for about 45 to 50 seconds, and um, it's very, very basic. So what happens is you get to the end of the race, you beat a car, and you're given credits. Um, you use these credits to buy items, and you're trying to level up your car. Um, there are a range of different cars in the game. They've all got different like uh, rankings, so uncommon cars, and and uh, it goes up depending on their star rating. There are sports cars, race cars, muscle cars, supercars. There's different like tiered types of automobiles that you can drive. Um, and then you're getting like stage upgrades. So once you chuck a stage upgrade on the uh, on this car, it's like, all right, you've just added 400 points to your experience bar. And then once you fill that experience bar, it goes to like level one. So it's it's basically like a you play card building games or card deck games on um, a mobile device like, I don't know, um, Empires or m like a Marvel Legends or something like that, like a card building game where you're collecting all these cards and you feed fucking cards to each other to level them up. Very similar type of concept except, except you're getting these stage um, upgrades and just feeding them into the car to level it up to make it go quicker. And then... What you do is each race there is like a uh, it's set out like a little map and um, there's different nodes on this map and that's sort of your pathway to the end of the event. Um, sometimes they split off into different areas. It might go um, uh, like into an area where like, you need a muscle car to get to this particular part of the stage or this particular part of the stage is built for supercars. So you've got to try and think about what cars you want to take into this race and then that sort of allows you to go do through different parts of this event and um each node will sometimes have a uh, an erase event on there you've got a, a verse one of these cards cars or it could be like a um an item you can collect or um or like a crate which will give you unlock uh, give you more cars just just random stuff like that and each time you progress a node, it uses one of the energy systems and you've got, I think you start off with like 20 energy. Um, and that's where you're sort of, that's where it's trying to, like as a free-to-play game, the energy system is like, oh yeah, you can use up all this energy and you get like an extra energy point every five minutes uh, so you can come back later on and play. Uh, or you can give us money and you can buy these energy packs that'll let you play for as long as you want. Um, so yeah, it's very like, Playing it on PC at least is like holy shit. This is like legit just a mobile game that they've just dumped onto the PC for the moment, which isn't bad. Like I'm not gonna say it's bad because 
you, we had that whole uproar about um, Diablo coming to the mobile and people were upset, like, can I play this on PC? And they were like, no, don't you guys have phones? Um, so you can't knock Microsoft putting this on the mobile because this is exactly what the fucking Diablo community want, which is their mobile game to be on PC. So they got it. They got it. It's right there. Can't complain about that. Um, but it is, it is in fact, like it's a mobile, it feels like a mobile game. Um, with the whole energy system and the way mm. it plays with all of these like feeding um, feeding these fucking sturbo, uh, these stage turbo kits to your car and leveling them up there are um, you know coins that you can buy to to get other cars and there's like an in-game currency um, as well as like the gold system which is where you like put money into like real world money um, and then you can convert that to the in-game money. It's just like a, a weird system that's there. On top of that, you've got damage, which the cars can take, or you can only use them a certain amount of times, and then each time you use it, like, it loses a node, and you've got to repair the car. And I don't know how the fuck that works, because each time I've tried to repair my car, um, it's been like, this is free to repair. And so I don't know if later on they're going to be like, you need to buy this certain item to repair the car now. Because otherwise, I don't understand why that system's even in there at this point yep. in the game. Because um, it just seems like a secondary energy system. Like, oh, you can't use this car anymore because it's damaged. You've got to do something else to fix it. It's Anyway, that part is dumb. Um, that part's dumb. Yeah. It, like, because I, I just don't understand it. I'm, I've played probably about three to four hours of this game and i just what i don't understand that system at all um and i'm i'm i've played a bit of it um uh, what else is how there? have you played three to four hours of this game maybe three hours because i wanted to get a good grasp on it so that i could just completely tell that it is useless like i just want to get to a point where where is the part in this game where it's actually wanting me to spend money and how egregious is it? I haven't gotten that part yet. Um, I guess that's good, right? Yeah, yeah. But I'm like wondering where does that come into effect? Um, yeah, there's a story mode. There are different. Um, there's different like campaigns, or, like a story. There is stuff going on that's like text based things that are popping up on the screen and telling you like, oh, this guy is the king of this area. Go race them, whatever. Um, there are on top of that, there are like a um, there's like a crafting stage as well where you can get upgrades for your car, and um, they seem to reset every 24 hours. Like you've got 24 hours to go through and do that stage, and then once you complete it, then you can do it the next day and get the upgrades from that. And then that's when you go back into the the garage and um, try and upgrade those cars so that you can race better uh, better rivals and get better. Um, things to just level up the car it's it's yeah it's it's a flat out um very simple basic game because you are literally just accelerating and braking and using your boost at the correct moment in the actual game and then there's like a lot of micromanaging your cars and, and that sort of thing um i play a lot of what is it, empires and puzzles i think it's called um on the mobile and I've been playing that for a while now. Yeah, Empires and Puzzles. And that's like a, you know, it's a, a, a matching game where you've got to match the gems and um, you're doing damage to enemies on the screen. 
and you've got like a you've got heroes and they've got different abilities and whatnot and that's the type of system that's a lot more interesting to me because i'm thinking about what i'm doing on the screen um as well as there's this whole leveling up mechanic where you're feeding cards to your cards to make them more powerful and whatnot and that's my like more engaging to me as opposed to this system where it's just you're getting upgrades and just feeding them into the car and you're incrementing the amount of horsepower the car has by three and the gameplay is not interesting at all because it's literally just clicking a button at the correct time i don't know if it gets harder as the game goes on but it's pretty easy at the moment um but otherwise like i just don't um it might be a better game on the mobile might but on pc it's pretty uh, uh below average for this for this time like i don't understand what um who this is sort of marketed for on on pc at least and i but i give them props for releasing it on pc right right because what i don't understand is why they released it on pc first like it's coming to ios and android but i don't know why they didn't do that at the same time or it's really strange, the release strategy for this game. I don't know why it exists. Hmm. I can't imagine a reason why I'd want to play a fucking game where I push a button to play. It's basically watching a video, right? You're watching yeah. a video of a car drive, yeah. except instead of pressing the play button once, you've got to hold the play button the whole fucking time, yeah. except when you want to break. So when yeah, you're cool. actually driving, quotation marks... Um, yeah, the camera's moving around, like, the camera's looking behind you, it's looking to the side, like, it's very stylish. It's not until you get to the corner where it's behind the behind the car type view, and then you press, um, you let go of the button, and the car starts turning for you. I mean, like, the car is moving around the course the whole time, um, and all you're doing is accelerating, braking, and boosting. That's the gameplay, and you do that three times a race for 45, 50 seconds. And that's it. And they want you to spend real money to to upgrade and get new cars. And I don't know if there's a leaderboard system. It's got weird, like, names in there that it seems like you're playing against other players, but I've seen the same names popping up quite a lot. So I don't know if that stage, it was just populating from um, just just the game itself or if it was just not that many people playing at that point but it's it's yeah it's super basic i um i don't think the gameplay is very compelling it looks pretty on pc um the ui is a bit of a mess there are bits where like you'll click on certain things in the the menu and all you'll want to do is go back to the thing like the screen you were just on but you can't. You've got to go back all the way to the initial screen and then work your way through to where you last were. It'll be like um, you're on the race map, right? Where it's got all these nodes on there. And you're like, oh, I want to go upgrade this car. Like, I want to go um, uh, stick some more experience in it to, to boost it a little bit. And so you'll click on the you know the upgrade button. You'll upgrade that car. But you can't go back to that race screen. You've got to go back to the initial menu, go into race... Then click on the event you're on, and then it's like four or five clicks to go back into where you just were. So that stuff is like really sloppily handled. Um, so yeah, I just um, I just don't know 
like once it releases on iOS and Android, I just don't know like if it's compelling enough to play to sit there and play. It's just like not engaging at all. Like I'd rather play, as I said, Empires and Puzzles or something like that. And yeah, at least that's a game where I have to think about what I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So quite quite disappointing, at least. Mm. And I don't know how gracious it gets with its with its um, in-game currency and if there's a point where you're like, you actually have to spend money to, to get anywhere. Uh, but I guess we'll see. Someone will do the maths at some stage. So yeah, Oof. I'd avoid it. I'd avoid it on PC at least. Maybe check it out. See if it's much different on iOS. Um, yeah. Not, uh, not worth it on PC. Right. Yep. Shit. Which was a surprise drop as well. They kind of announced it and then were like, it's out. Yeah. Cool. But not a good kind of surprise drop. No. There's probably a reason why they did that. Not like Apex Legends. No. No? We're not out today yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we are. Um, New patch dropped today. New patch dropped today. Big changes. Caustic are getting a. 10% 10% damage reduction. Yeah, this is like the exact thing we were talking about. It is exactly what we were talking about. Um, Six so weeks ago. <laughs> to the Respawn team, we know you're listening. Uh, I appreciate this. I uh, noticed that you also put the fucking turbocharger on the gold Havoc, and that that's a, we were asking for that too, so I appreciate that as well. If you can make your season path worth any, anything at all, that'd be fucking cool. And uh, another piece of advice, Respawn, another bit of feedback uh, from me direct to you. Uh, I hit level 100 and got nothing for it. And uh, it's got to be one of the worst fucking level cap uh, experiences I've ever had in my entire life. Um, I cannot understand how you've managed to fuck your progression system quite as hard as you have. Uh, But you need to fix it. Everyone who's level 100, you should just give them a bunch of fucking, a bunch of fucking ticks. Clearly, anyone who's hit level 100 has played fuck tons of your game, and yeah, they deserve a little bit of love, a little bit more love than two whites and a blue, which is what I got. I'm at 132 hours, and I think I'm 89. What am I? What am I? I must be above that then, I guess. You would hope. Unless I'm just better at, you, at it, and that's why I earn more fucking points. Well, I, I play a lot of Soul. What were you at? What were you at? 132. Ah, I'm at 132. You must. <laughs> oh no, you got the you got the uh, up the packs. You got the review code, right? True. Yeah, that's what damn I, it. You got the booster. Oh, damn it. Anyway, um. I'm currently sitting on a six win streak. Mm. Uh, you haven't played it not, since uh, you retired. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That what a fucking run though. Holy shit. That was such a fucking run. This is uh, uh, was this after the podcast last week or was this Friday? This was uh, must have been Friday. Was it? Yeah, because I had to bail to go to the movies. Yeah, we recorded Thursday last week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had to bail to go to the movies. 
what a yeah we just fucking it, we couldn't do anything wrong and we I think we started at fucking like tried three or something we started pretty yeah. early yeah yeah and uh yeah it was just non-stop like just fucking straight hits baby um there was one game was this was this that time the game where we were at that fucking section the canyon no this uh, is before that Oh, that was before. I put that in last week's show. Oh, fucking that! That was bananas. What was this? What was this run then? Fucking I don't know, man. Like we, I think we might have had JB in there once or twice. We had a random playing with us. I think we had Cleb in there as well during. I I remember one of the games we had a random with us and we won that game. Yep. Um, and we had Cleb in there a couple of times, and we might have had JB playing at one stage. For like one game, right. I've got some. I've got some DVRs, some some videos. Let's uh, have a squiz. Yeah, we we're definitely playing with JB. Uh, what happened in this game? Uh, we finished at Servo. I felt like we finished at Servo quite a bit. Um, but yeah, we just wrapped up at Servo. Oh, this is the game where uh, the guy died outside the zone with Club. Uh, no, that was. I think that, that was, was the week prior. before. Yeah. That was that was the week before as well. No, this was the game where um, we were getting chased all the way across the fucking map, though, uh, because, like, this was the one where I went to the toilet to do a big shit. <laughs> right. And then... Ah, uh, oh, and we came back, yeah. And there was, like, five teams fighting below us. Is that the one? Uh, yeah. Was that this game? Looks like it was that game. That game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there was like just a fucking shit ton of dudes fighting below us, um, and we managed to get out with the win. Yeah, I remember that. And then we're like, we could engage them, but Job's not here. Like, we could totally wipe this team out. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Played some with Cleb. We lost this game. What the fuck? Oh, that's the one where we got jumps. What day is this then? That must have been right at the start of the fucking run. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, been having fun, mm. having a lot of fun uh, with Apex again, mostly because I don't know, just finding finding the fun in it again, as opposed to I think I was taking it way too seriously for a little while and. Uh, you know, I wasn't allowed to play Pathfinder and that was bombing me out, but I found my stride with Lifeline now. I played it with a and great Pathfinder the other day. It was fantastic. Yeah, me. Yeah, I know. But I wasn't <laughs> playing as Pathfinder. Um, yeah. Uh, it's it's still good. <laughs> they do need to fix the progression system. I did hit level 100. Like I said, I got two whites and a blue. It was fucking worthless. Like, just idiotic. I don't understand how you do that. It's your own fucking game. Mm. But, uh... Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, the updates need to be more frequent. The um, I think they're good changes. Caustic, the thick boys are calling them on the the patch yeah. notes. Um, because I've been playing a lot of Caustic lately, and yep. yeah, he, he's definitely fun. Uh, I'm interested to see how this buff sort of works. So they gave him a 10 percent um passive boost, so like he takes less damage, which is interesting. Um, I think that's a good way of doing it. They can balance that numbers that number a little bit between Caustic and Gibraltar. Definitely going to drop that number for Caustic. I guarantee it. 
10% reduction is too high right off the bat, I reckon. Yeah, I guess we'll see in six weeks when they decide whether or not they change it or not to like 5% or 8 or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's a good like it's a good thing they should be doing, looking at like hitboxes and um, the size of the different characters and whatnot. Um, they nerfed the wingman. It's got less ammo in it now. Um, Spitfire got nerfed, which I'm pretty sad about because I, I, I run Spitfire quite a lot. Um, right. They lowered the uh, magazine size on it. Um, oh, fuck, really? Oh, jeez. Oh, I already felt like it didn't have quite enough fucking bullets most of the time. Yeah, I think when you got like the the purple mag, you had like 65 rounds in it and you could just like hold that thing down and <laughs> just yeah. nobody could do anything so that was yeah that sucks because i like to spitfire um or oh, reduced base damage as well fucking hell that's rough yeah i think by two points yeah they increase the mag size and the havoc havoc might actually be worth picking up now yeah they, they nerfed the beam did they no they 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 change oh, no, they, the they, amount no, of buffs. ammo it takes. These are buffs. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And they buffed the DMR, the longbow. All the snipers. Which is, well, yeah, but like specifically buffed the, oh, right. D, the longbow to make it faster to fire, yep. have more bullets. And uh, yeah, so it should be actually significantly better. Yeah. Uh, and then across the board, the snipers got buffed because they do more damage on legs. Um, yep. Less weapon sway and what was the other change? Uh, you probably got it up. Base weapon sway and base sway speed. Right. Okay. Both reduced. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. Basically, I mean, snipers. You get hit by a sniper rifle unless it's a headshot. You're fine. Like you just duck behind cover. Um, you know, unless you're running, then even then it can take sometimes four hits, five hits for you to get downed by a sniper and they'd have to be yeah. very good so yeah I mean yeah like you were literally better off taking a fucking wingman yeah yeah wingman. Than, a, than a longbow yeah um yeah I think the change to the the ship speed is also good means that people can get to places quicker you're in you're in the game and, and fighting a lot quicker um definitely definitely want to stay on the ship longer now like, you already wanted to stay on the ship if you were jumping close to the fucking path, mm. but now you absolutely want to stay on the fucking ship for as long as fucking possible until you're basically perpendicular to where you want to jump. Mm-hmm. Because there is no way you're jumping faster than the fucking ship. Um, so, yeah, that's something to think about. But it's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's about it, right, for the big changes? Uh, yep, just some bug fixes and whatnot. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, I had good, good fun. I've been playing just solos still. I don't think I've played with anybody since maybe the weekend. What day is it today? Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, probably weekend was the last time I played with anybody in our team. Um, so I've just been playing solo. It's been yep. been good. Um, did have did notice last week a bunch of cheaters. I had like one day where I had three cheaters. I got killed by. Um, yeah, and it's it, like each time I got killed by, I was like, "That was good. that dude hacking." Like straight off the bat, you can tell, um, yeah. or at least I can tell. The moment you can tell, you just you notice how fast your health, health drops, shreds. Yeah, 
and you know you just got fucking six headshots in a row, uh, and then, yeah, you spectate them for a second, and you watch them just fucking, yeah, straight up fucking headshot, 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 locked on, yeah. non-stop. I think I sent you that, or I sent someone that video. Yeah. You, yeah. yeah. Uh, as soon as I died, I was like, that dude's cheating, straight off the bat, I could tell. It was just like, yep. the, the how quickly I died, um, shouldn't have dropped that quickly. And also the fact that there was smoke there and I fucking chucked a, um, I was playing caustic. I chucked a ult on him as well. So he shouldn't have been hitting me that quickly, but it was like, he wasn't even trying to hide the fact that he was cheating. No, he was, um, and he lost too. (laughs) Yeah. He lost later on. Like he was, he was wall hacking. It looked like he was wall hacking. Cause at one stage he was pinging in a house that he couldn't have known someone was in, like saying that people were there. Um, Like, and it seemed to be like he had two buttons bound to the hack. Like he would right click and then hit another button to quickly snap to them because it didn't seem to be bound to just ADS. Um, Yeah. And then he was terrible. Like he was using a heavy machine gun at one point and just hit firing it and hitting nothing. Like he was bad. You could tell he was terrible. But the moment he went to ADS and hit this button, like he was just fucking headshotting everybody. Um, so, yeah, it just sucks because there was at least two or three games that day where I was like, what is going on? Like, it's like, did some new hack come out that they can't detect? And uh, it was just frustrating because there was a bunch of times where I was like, yep, okay, cool. That person's cheating blatantly because yeah. I died instantly. Yeah. Um, so, by the way, still, mm. still digging it. A lot. 100%. Um, so then we had those six games. You bailed. I, I switched it off and then went and got dinner and then came back and um, started playing Battlefield. Um, we talked about Battlefield last week. They uh, Firestorm was pretty much fucked in Australia. Um, Australia, New Zealand, at least. They the way the matchmaking system was working is it would basically just chuck you into a random server around the the globe um, if it couldn't find a local server quickly. They made some changes to the way the matchmaking worked to try and um, to, to, to try and make it a bit better for, for us here so it would chuck you into a local server, which worked like the first two days. And then something happened after that and uh, it stopped working again. We couldn't get any more games. I, like, I was getting a game at... I think I was testing it about lunchtime one day. 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, I played a bunch of games. Got in there fine. Had to wait a little bit, like four or five minutes, but was definitely getting games. Um, and the next day, I was trying it like four o'clock, five o'clock I was playing. So yeah, it was seemed good. It was working again. And then nothing happened. Like, it just started doing the same thing again. We were under the impression that they maybe reverted the changes. Um, we yeah. talked about it last week. And then while we were recording, I think just after we finished... Got a message from the community manager from um, for Battlefield in North America, and he said they didn't revert the changes. That they um, the way it works is if there is a low player count, it will divert to another server, and so that means if there are a lot of people searching, then that new matchmaking system will kick in. Um, which was strange because we have tested it a bunch and it just seems to be really sporadic um we seem to be able to get games between one day we were playing from about seven thirty 
I think on Friday night till about 12.30. And we were getting games. Uh, I tried it the other day and I got about an hour and a half worth of games. I started at 7.30 and the games are done by 9. It legit looks like they are not auto-spinning up servers for demand. Yeah. Like, I don't know if they're not able to tell or what's going on there, but... It legit looks like they are specifically turning on uh, servers based on, like, a hunch or something. Because, yeah, at first I thought they were only spinning up servers at 8 p.m. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, we, we played some games at 8. Couldn't get shit. Uh, like, it just... we it just stopped working at 10 30 or something like that. Like they're spinning up like one server based on demand. They're not spinning up more than one. Uh, so they'll spin up one at a certain time because it's peak Australian time. And then they won't spin up shit. And we are, it's like, yeah, you can't get a fucking game. They need like, it's not fucking new technology. This idea that auto like games are auto able to spin up fucking new servers. Mm. That's not new. It's been around for fucking two generations of consoles now. Like it shouldn't be fucking some out there shit. It's definitely worked with Battlefield. There's something there, right? Some communication issue between DICE slash Criterion and I believe it's multiplayer doing the servers. Right. Right. There's some communication error there that is making it so that they are not seeing correctly when they need to spin up more fucking Firestorm servers. And in my opinion, it's too late. Yeah. In my opinion, Battlefield Firestorm's dead. It's like they're doing a big fucking, I don't know if you've seen it, but they're doing a big fucking push right now to get streamers to fucking stream the game. Hmm. But I doubt that they're able to actually fucking get into a game. They'll be playing at stupid fucking pings and because they're streamers and because they're being paid, they won't be able to properly uh, point out how fucked it is. But yeah, like, it's too too late for that. Like, you can't get people on deck for that kind of shit now. Hmm. You needed them on deck at the fucking start. Yeah, and they're not really talking about what's going on with it. No. Like, in terms of plans to fix it. It just seems like something's wrong with that algorithm because it'll be working and then all of a sudden, like, we were getting games. We'll be getting games and all of a sudden just stops. Like, instantly yep. stops and you're on Southeast Asia servers and that's it. Or, or North America servers or Europe and you can't play anymore. It's like, see, yep, that's it. <laughs> Done. Uh, but yep. when, it does, when it does work, it's awesome. I love it. I do love it. Yeah. But I'm tired of banging my head against that wall yeah I, I don't want I don't want it anymore yeah of jumping in and being like is it gonna work this time spending five minutes four or five minutes seeing if a server is gonna actually chuck you in a local server like is it working yet no alright back to Apex we go yeah 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 it's pretty frustrating um, super frustrating but yeah so we jumped on after that and uh, we got three straight wins in Battlefield and so that brought me up to nine, nine, a uh, nine game streak. <laughs> and, uh, and, and then I think, uh, I can't remember what happened. I think Gav was on our team. Um, right. and I was, I was giving him a lot of pressure. Uh, oh, we yeah. came second. Ah, uh, 
Mm. Um, what about that game where where we were playing? Uh, Gav got downed and insisted I get him up in the firestorm. This is like when there's <laughs> right. two other teams left. Yeah, and he's like, "Get me up! Get me up! Get me up!" I'm like, "Okay," and I get him up, but I didn't have any heals. He died immediately uh, into the like from the firestorm because he didn't have any heals either. Uh huh. And yeah, we would have won that game uh, if I'd had full health because I managed to cap one dude. Uh, just got jumped, jumped by the second dude. If I'd been able to turn around, if I'd had Ryder reply on that one, I would have fucking punted him. Because uh, I was, I was in form. I was in form. I think I got fucking nine kills that game. Uh, I was running. I was smashing that game. But uh, yeah, I didn't get Ryder reply because I had fucking two hits worth of fucking health left, uh, and I died instantly, hmm. and we lost. And it was all Kevin's fault. Uh, I guess it was a little bit my fault for it's definitely your trying fault to help for trying to help. Yeah. I should should have just let him die because uh, I picked him up and I was like, "Nope, he's dead," and I ran away. And then you went yeah. back and got him. That was your mistake. Because he was yelling at us. <laughs> yeah. I don't like to be yelled at. Like- <laughs> well, look who's talking. Um, yeah, I uh, I think there's still work to be done on the the death box. Like it's spewing yeah. out shit. It's still a pain in the ass to find anything. Stuff still gets stuck on top of each other. Um, or stuck in the environment, or rolls down a hill because there's physics everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely goofy. Yeah, but otherwise, like they, because when I wrote to that community community manager about these changes, it took him a couple of days to get back. So I don't know if he was waiting for a response or if a bunch of people liked my post and then he yeah. saw it again. I was like, yeah. oh, maybe I should say something. But, like, they are not really addressing this this issue at all. I think they just... I would rather them... What we've talked about, I would rather them just lock it so that we can only play on local servers. I, I don't want to play on Southeast Asian servers or North American servers at 300 ping. It's it's unplayable. Um, yeah. And I would rather the queue time be lowered so it spins up a server with less people in it. Um, and then people can just wait, like, three or four minutes for a server to fill up. I think they'll be f- happy with that. They'll be fine. Yeah, like 100%. Like, spin up guaranteed servers. I don't care if I have to sit in the lobby for fucking four minutes. I don't give a fuck. Spin up guaranteed servers, right? Yeah. Go out there and tell people you've fixed your fucking game. Mm. Don't just fucking... Not a fucking tweet from a random community community manager nobody fucking follows, but like a concerted effort plaster it on the fucking front page of fucking battlefield like go out there let everyone know battlefield firestorm is fixed in australia and we won't even have to wait four fucking minutes to for a game people want to play firestorm Hmm. like it is good right it's derivative who gives a fuck it is good like jesus christ just let me play this fucking game yeah and, and I feel like the um, the whole matchmaking thing doesn't work properly because we'll jump in with a squad of four and it'll search for a match. Like, it's going like searching, matchmaking, blah, blah, blah. And 10 seconds later, we'll get chucked into a server that's somewhere else in the world. Like, for them to come yeah. out and say, oh, it's checking to see if there's enough people in that region that's playing. It's like, 
You've checked for 10 seconds. That's not, like, that's not anywhere near enough time. You have not given it anywhere near enough time, yeah. Yeah. There's no way you could have worked this out yet. No. Yeah. It's, it's, um, yeah, it's busted. And they don't seem to be prioritizing that at all. So, that's no. crap. Um, did see some more data mining coming out from, from Reddit. Um, there are people... I think this was posted today that that are speculating that uh, the map is maybe a lot bigger than what people are are thinking it is. Um, Oh, yeah? We've talked about interesting takes on maps and how maps should be done in Battle Royale games. Um, What they showed is that all the other maps in Battlefield have an X and a Y axis. And uh, all of the maps in the original Battlefield games... So sorry, Battlefield Five. The X and Y axis sort of triangulates to the middle of the map. Um, yeah. Whereas in Firestorm, that X and Y axis triangulates to the top region of the map in Firestorm. Wow. So okay. Some people are speculating that maybe at one stage there could be a chance that the map expands or goes to a different region, and now suddenly we're at the top of the um, of this area and things. But Dam won't be in. Dam will not be in. Yeah. Where, where would we drop? <laughs> uh, the other <laughs> dam. The new dam. Ah, okay, yeah. There's oh. got to be more dams. That makes Mm-bop. sense. Mm-bop, yep. Yeah. That didn't work out. So that's an interesting theory that's going around um, that I saw today. Um, or it could be just they fucked something up and that X and Y axis is just off because <laughs> Criterion made it. So who knows? Um, a lot of people still speculating about uh, like what... Look, like, are there big Easter eggs in the game, that mode? Because um, there have been developers saying that, you know, that, that map is, there's more to it than what people can first, you know, think about. There's those weird, um, like, devices that are spread out throughout the map and you got those, that ring of fire that's around them. So there's a bit of storytelling that's going on around there. Um, whether or not they will do something at some stage. There's that whole, like... Um, there are maps throughout the world that people can find and where they're not advertised to anything. So everybody's trying to find like an Easter egg in this giant map and see if they can trigger it. Cause there is, there's stuff in that world that you can go and interact with. And, um, for instance, like the, the giant horn near the beach that you can go and blow the what the, you know, there's a giant tower with a horn on top of it, like a, a boat horn. No, surely you've heard it. No. Uh, okay. Um, there's a device you can go and interact with. Blows a horn. Right. Yeah. Okay. Like a giant fog. Cool. Horn. Mm, anyway, so yeah, there's there's obviously some secrets or something more to that map that we'll find out about, but they got to sort out their server issues first for all those regions that are having a lot of problems. Hmm. Yeah. And cool. I think that's it. That's it? Yeah. That's it? Yeah. We do some news. Let's do the news. <sighs> Let's talk about the uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. First yep. up, this was um, finally we saw some stuff about it. It was obviously revealed last E3 um, when Vince Sampella talked about it at the the EA showcase. What for? Like fucking A second. three seconds. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, a couple of days before, we got a a logo and then finally at Star Wars Celebration they showed off some 
game engine footage, which is not game, game engine footage, which is yeah, not, not actually in game. Sorry, sorry, it's not no. gameplay. Uh, it's just cutscenes, basically. Yeah. Sure yeah. looks like Star Wars. Sure looks like fucking Force Unleashed. Yeah. is what it looks like. Uh, yeah. It's very, yeah, Star Warsy. I guess uh, you play, I guess we sort of already knew a lot of this. We talked about it last week. We didn't get a lot of information we didn't already have. Uh, it's set after the, you know, actions that were Order 66 after all those little Jedis got killed. Uh, you play a, you know, little Jedi kid who lived and you got to put some shit together. Um, you got to, I guess, stay under the radar and then you failed to stay under the radar at some point. Uh, and yeah, that's about it. The game goes from there. Apparently it's got, what was it like? Zelda overtones or some shit. Was that what it was? Like Metroidvania stuff? Was it? Yeah, that's sort of what they're alluding to. Yeah. So I'm not sure how that's going to work, to be honest. Um, like how, how do you have a... I don't know, like, do you unlock a new force power or something? Maybe. Is that, maybe? Read some ancient texts, and that's how you learn about some new force powers, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's one. It's a bit weird. Yeah, so no gameplay. They just showed off some trailers. Um, there was some interviews and stuff going on afterwards, which talked about sort of the gameplay and the combat system um but it sounds like we're going to see some gameplay at uh around e3 um yeah i'm, uh, I'm cautious it's on unreal engine we know that much yeah right yeah it's they're not using frostbite yeah that's all we know draws combat inspiration from metroid and zelda wind waker uh maybe it's not actual game inspiration maybe it's just combat i don't know because you'd have to have an open world right for it to be a, a metroidvania yeah that's what i've read that it's it's open world ish mm. or at least like hub hub based type stuff um yeah i guess we'll um we'll find out so it's coming out this year oh that was the other thing people were saying souls-esque right people were saying it was souls-esque but I've been reading reading it, and I think that might be. I, I think it's going to be more Batman. Yeah, more arcade. You know, you need to know when you're up against a heavy guy, as opposed to uh, yeah, as opposed to yeah. I don't, I'd play the fuck out of a Star Wars Souls game. I think that would be fucking amazing. But like, yeah, I don't think that's what we're getting. I don't think that would cater well to what Disney wants from the Star Wars franchise. Sure. Yeah. Um, and also that they've talked about there's no microtransactions, there's no loot boxes. I, like that's not a good thing. You should be it's, like this is the official EA account that's going out and saying all this shit. They like they've gotten to a point where they're they're saying these things in like a goodwill. Like oh, guess what, guys? We haven't put any of this stuff in there. Yeah. Give us a pat on the back. <laughs> that's yeah. It's a bit. Um, it's a bit telling where like things have gone. It's yeah, it's definitely speaks volumes to the mood mm. around their games at the moment. 
Yeah. And I saw I saw one Twitter post going around being like, people should buy this game to show EA that they really want single player games or something along that lines of like, oh, that'll yep. show them. Give EA money because <laughs> that'll that'll show that people want those types of games. The people. Finally, someone is like someone's going to make a single player game. Uh, what was game of the year last year? Last year, Red Dead. Oh, uh, what was the runner up? Uh God of War. Yeah. Or was it Spider Man? No, it was I don't God know. Of War. <laughs> just no Spider-Man. single player games coming out, right? Like I don't know. Like just no good single player games, baby. Like Spider Man, no. Nah. Nobody cared for it. God of War didn't care for it. Red Dead, I don't mean. I mean, I know it's got multiplayer now, but uh, nobody's playing for launch with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, didn't launch with it. Didn't have it for ages. Uh, yeah, no. People don't expect single player games. Those those games didn't sell like hotcakes. They didn't do really well. Uh, it's about time we proved proved that we want single player. Yeah, that's fucking yeah. stupid. Uh, look at Sekiro, like. Oh, Two yeah, million Sekiro. units in was it ten days? Fucking from software's see, biggest. Even, even bad single player games sell well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what was the other game I was going? Oh, like they cancelled. EA cancelled Amy Hennig's um, um, oh, motive. This, that, that one was rough, right? Yeah, I saw and, someone. And this is when out. when like their CFO, I think it was their CFO, was going around being like, "While well, we, you know." gamers don't want to play linear single player games anymore they want different types of experiences and like all this horse shit that he got um that he got a lot of flack for and yep. then a year and a half later they oh here's this single player <laughs> this single player game <laughs> with no loot boxes and and microtransactions on the flip side it did sound like Hennig's game was going to be very linear yeah like uncharted is not if this is is going to be Metroidvania esque, then it's not going to be terribly linear. Sure. Uh, you know, God of War wasn't linear. Spider Man wasn't linear. Red Dead wasn't linear. These are there's a trend there in the single player games that people actually like, and it's not fucking being railroaded down some fucking horseshit story. Tell you what, just throwing it out there. I need, I need, you know, some room to move. I want to be a Jedi. I don't want to be fucking uh, droid. Because <laughs> droids are told where to go and they do whatever they want. You know. Yeah. It's, it's good. It's a good fucking analogy. Fuck off. Right. What's next? Next up, we've got the uh, Katana Zero was reviews classification in Australia. This just Oof. came out a couple hours ago. Yeah. Uh, yep. We talked about Katana Zero a couple. Um, we're huge fans. Back. We got the full game. Do we? Come and get us, Australian government. Yeah, yeah baby. we do too. Yeah, Take that. Um, can try and stop me from playing it. Yeah, it's awesome. I love it. As soon as, it, as soon as you can buy it, you should buy it. Uh, <laughs> it's exactly my sort of game. No, we talked about this a while ago. Uh, it is a bummer that it's been refused classification. I can sort of see why. Perhaps uh, there are there's drug use. Uh, in it, although it's a fictional drug, uh, and it, you know, I can see how without someone at the classification board present to explain the nuances 
of Katana Zero's implementation of drug use. Uh, I can see how it might feel like it is drug use as related to uh, rewards. Yep. Uh, or power-ups. So I can see why it might have been refused classification, uh, but I do not think it will stick because all it takes is a simple explanation about how the drug use in it is definitely not it's definitely harming you like and the harm the the harm is becomes pretty clear uh yeah they just need someone to explain that uh to them Hmm. and to you know explain the connection between you know the downward trajectory of this dude's life and his drug use and stuff like it's not incentivized as a reward system it's it's plot critical and yeah not strictly positive which is usually enough to get something yeah across the line um so yeah yeah okay i'll show you more about that um when they appeal it they will try and sort that out yeah but yeah all right the uh, melbourne esports open is coming back to the home of esports in melbourne Coming back to Sydney, did you say? Oh, is it? <laughs> uh, interesting, interesting. Uh, no, yeah, it is coming. It's returning to Melbourne. It's going to take up more of Melbourne this year. Uh, so more of the Melbourne Olympic Park, is it? Or Melbourne Park or whatever the fuck it's called. Do you know what's called? No. That area in Melbourne? I don't know. Rod Lever Arena. That's that's all I know. That ain't it. No. It's, it's, the exhibition It is center. there. It's, it's Rod Laver and the Margaret Court Court and all of that, but it's taking over even more space. Like, they're filling it up this time. Um, they're they're going to have Rainbow Six. They're going to have Fortnite again, apparently. They're going to have more games. Still working out what games. Uh, and, yeah, it should be a pretty big event. I'm excited. I mean, I like uh, I liked it last year. I thought it was fun. Uh, it's, a, it's a great showcase uh, for live esports, uh, I think a lot of parents brought their kids down to play some Fortnite, and uh, wound up watching Overwatch or League of Legends instead. Yeah. So I think that's a really cool introduction. Um, and it, I think it's utterly important that yeah, that there are live play experiences for the esports players at the top of their game in this country. So. I think it's important that you know contenders will return to Melbourne Esports Open. Uh, I believe, I believe, uh, League of Legends Split Two will return to the Melbourne Esports Open as well. Uh, yeah, Split One didn't like Split One and League of Legends didn't have live finals, uh, and they're not going to have Rift Rivals. Mm-hmm. Like opportunities for these players to get valuable experience are few, like fewer and far between. Uh, so yeah, any opportunity they can get is, is vitally important. Sure. So yeah, the Melbourne Esports Open provides them with that. Uh, Rainbow Six will obviously be another opportunity as well. Uh, it's apparently you know I was talking to Tim from Tag Live, so we're gonna him about you know their their moves and apparently you know uh, organizers are starting to change when uh things are on when 
competitions are on so that they can line up with the Melbourne Esports Open, stuff like that. Sure. I think that's a fantastic move. Uh, that's what's happened with Rainbow Six in particular. So yeah, like I think it's good. Um, apparently the YouTube stars, the Misfits, will be attending. Who are the Misfits? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know why that was in the press release. I've got no idea who they are. YouTube stars. They'll be able to, you'll be able to take part in signing sessions with them. Cool. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, yeah, it's taking over more of the Olympic Park. So yeah, spreading out from Rod Laver. And yeah, from, what was it? Saturday the 31st to the 1st of September. Yep. It's good stuff. Cool. Exciting. All right. Yeah, it is. Uh, next up, we've got uh, one of the worst kept secrets that Xbox has had in a while. The mm. um, One X discless console has finally been announced. Yeah. Um, won't be coming to Australia, at least, at launch. Uh, one of the regions that won't be getting it. Um, I think it's going for 249 USD at the moment. And it'll have a one terabyte hard drive and comes with three games, which include Minecraft, Forza Horizon 3, and Sea of Thieves. Mm. Pretty good games. Um, yeah. There's not much to say about this. We've known about it for ages. Yeah. Uh, if you, if you <laughs> want a discless... To be honest, my Xbox One X, its best feature is the Blu-ray player. So, like, the HD Blu-ray player. Uh, that's what I use it for the most. Mm. Um, because Xbox Play Anywhere is rendered... Uh, it almost obsolete as a console uh, because my computer is way better and everything is better on computer. But um, yeah, there are some those are some good games and yeah, if it is you know a, a cheap way to get into that world, I mean it'd still function as a really good um, like set top box type thing. It'd be a fan- if you don't have a smart TV, it'd be a fantastic way to get Plex onto your uh tv sure uh when plex wants to work it's been dicking up on me lately for some fucking reason uh but yeah like so that's an option like it it definitely provides that yeah obviously there's some games that you'll be able to play as well uh but yeah i don't think they should get rid of the disc i just don't think it's the right move because it becomes less a all-in-one media hmm. center type thing and that was the pitch for the xbox one originally yeah. was the one device you need in your lounge room and it's definitely not that anymore yeah so, i don't yeah. get the yeah man i don't um i don't get why this is out i mean we know xbox has a new console coming out <laughs> probably yeah. within the next uh it's probably safe to Inside say of 12 months yeah a year and by the end of 2020 yeah um and for them to release this as well as like they've had mid tier SKUs as well right the, the Xbox One X um the Xbox One S like yeah there's a lot of things going on there it's just a strange um thing to kind of put out to be like hey it just doesn't now you don't need the discs alright fair enough yep. like Unless it was, like, a lot cheaper, then you'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. Um, yeah. But otherwise, it doesn't seem that way at the moment. 
Although at 250 bucks USD. That's USD. That's still pretty cheap. It's going to be what 350 here. That's still pretty cheap. Uh, it's not. It's just cheap enough. Like yeah, if they that's, said that's if it. they came it's out with like two hundred dollars, yeah, then you'd be like, all right, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, you know, end of the life yeah. cycle, but no. All right. The other thing they announced was the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, which combines the Xbox Live uh, Gold and the Xbox Game Pass. So initially, you have to buy both of these things separately, right? Um, and they would be priced at around. 10 to $11 uh, in Australia at least and sure. um, so that combined for about 22 about $22 um, with this new X, uh, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate Pass you're saving about 5 to $6 so it'll now be about $15 $15.95 I think is the, the price they're going for at the moment um, so it's a bit of a saving if you're the type of person that uses both of them they seem to be adding a lot more games into the Game Pass stuff. I think Splinter Cell is one of the the newer ones that have been chucked in there recently, or they've announced that they're, they're going in, um, which means they're probably gearing up for a new Splinter Cell game at some stage, which we might hear about very soon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway. Um... The tricky bits come into it where uh, you can buy different tiered subscriptions for some of this stuff and you start saving money. Um, so what we don't know of yet is whether or not they're going to have like a like a subscription-based thing. Whereas if you sign up for 12 months, you get it a little bit of a discount. Um, you would imagine. Yeah, right? I, I would think that's something they'll probably have on there, but I didn't look into it too much. They sent these press releases out a day early. Um, right. So they'll, you know, even though this Xbox One discless thing was was leaked, they were just like, "Oh fuck it, we'll give it to media early so they can prepare all their content." Um, yeah. So yeah, I didn't really look into it too much, but yeah, um, it seems like good change, like a bit cheaper for people that sort of want to buy this stuff. Because at the end of the day, like you probably want to have both those things anyway. If the type of person that's gonna get the ultimate gamer pass. Uh what? Like, if you're getting the... Sorry, if you're getting the um, the Gamer Pass, you're probably going to have Xbox Live as well. Yeah, yeah. Like... So it makes sense to just have a bundle. Combined, yeah. Like, it's it's a it's a good combo, I think. Mm. Like, it's... I'm su- honestly surprised that it wasn't already the case, to be honest. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a bit of a weird news bite, right? Like... Ah, uh, yeah, that's, oh, the car comes with wheels now, right, yeah, okay, cool, like, we should have the whole time, right, like, had wheels, I think, but it's good that it does now, I guess, yeah, cool, right, that's how it feels to me, no? Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, cool. All right. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, Fortunately for Xbox, a lot of that was overshadowed. We're probably what is the biggest news of the week. Um, PlayStation did an exclusive with Wired about their plans for their next generation console. Uh, And in doing so, revealed a bunch of details uh, about what this new console, uh, what we can expect from it, I guess, hardware-wise. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty Weasley. So... If you haven't read the Wired piece, uh, it's... 
It's kind of fluffy, in my opinion. Yeah, it's very... I mean, they're trying to get as many num- like eye- eyeballs on this. It's not like the the uh, the piece that who was it? Um, not in Gadget. Uh, Eurogamer's um, Digital Foundry did on the Xbox breakdown. Remember they did that right. huge breakdown of all the hardware. It's not as yeah. detailed and as tech nerdy as that. It's just no. very low level, trying to get as many eyeballs and mainstream like people onto this as possible. Um, yeah. Apart from some some technical mumbo jumbo they put in there it's pretty um a low few level bits and bobs yeah. yeah it's it's pretty high level flowery designed for uh business sure mags type thing you know like it's not going too deep into anything it certainly uh deftly dodges around a few particular uh pieces pieces of information but um, yeah, overall, I, I guess what we can expect is a next generation uh, AMD CPU, yeah, a next generation AMD GPU yeah. that does uh, ray tracing, ray tracing, which is the big thing that you know the twenty series GeForce cards do. Yep, some sort of three D audio specific hardware. Yeah. That was something uh, that we're saying is, or Mark Cerny, who's the lead architect on it. He was also yeah. the lead architect on um, the PlayStation 4. But mm-hmm. he, he was talking about in that interview how they think that's going to be a pretty significant upgrade because we haven't seen any audio upgrades for a while in in like console hardware. Which I think is fair if you're only looking at PlayStation, but um xbox one x did dts right uh or it, dds it uh, like it did dolby something yeah i mean there's atmos stuff on there but the way that works is you've got to buy like the atmos subscription through dolby oh. and then have that running and it's not oh, compatible yeah. with all games because i've got one of those headsets Oof. yeah um yeah. so whether or not they're going with something different um, like that'd be cool, but it depends on. Yeah, I mean, what I, I mean, they're saying it's a custom out chip, this, right? right, from AMD. So then I don't see them going like, "You've got to buy a subscription to have the better audio." Now that just seems silly. But but then I mean, you're gonna have to have headsets that are compatible with it. That's the thing. Yeah, but I mean, they'll sell them. They've always liked to sell their PlayStation branded headsets and stuff. Um, wouldn't talk about VR. No, they did. Uh, won't go into the details on VR strategy today. Beyond saying that VR is very important to us, the current PSVR headset is compatible yep. with the new console. That's all they said. Yeah, I mean, but I think it being compatible is a good thing. People that sort of bought into that hardware won't have to worry about, like, oh, I've got to buy a new one now. I mean, obviously, they'll probably do something new that is a bit like of a hardware refresh. Um but at least the people that have got it, because you've got one, right? Or uh, do I? Just... No, I don't have a PS. Right, I've just got a Vive. Yeah, I mean that's. I've just got the real shit. Yeah, you've got the real one. Um, but that's still good to know that like that stuff will still work, and I'm sure the uh the what would be what would be real work... what would be real interesting is if it was compatible with other fucking headsets. Now that'd be some shit. I know it's entirely unlikely, but yeah. it'd be a fucking it'd be a solid move. It would. 
it would fucking jumpstart the VR fucking generation. I'll tell you what. Sure. Like, they would be in the driver's seat because all this, all this like, platform ex- exclusivity, people are like, oh, Oculus, because one of the other things they announced that Star Wars Celebration was a Star Wars fucking VR experience type thing that is Oculus exclusive, which is pointless because anyone with a Vive can get around Oculus exclusivity in a fucking heartbeat. Mm. But you couldn't get around PlayStation exclusivity in a fucking heartbeat. Uh, but if my place, if my Vive worked on my PlayStation Five, you'd better believe I'd fucking rock it. Uh, that's what I'd be using one hundred percent, right? Like I'd be, there, I'd be there. There'd be, I'd buy every fucking place. I'd buy every VR game on PlayStation, basically, like one hundred percent of the time. So that that'd be a fucking baller move. I don't think that's going to happen. No. I don't think the PSVR has the hardware that it needs to keep up with what they're talking about in this, like this next generation 8K, uh, like fucking display fucking machine Mm. with next generation fucking GPU, next generation CPU. At the end of the day, what I noticed out of all of that stuff, right, is that it's ultimately, I don't think anything we can't get on a PC. Sure. It is at this point just catching up like it would be playing catch up with pc right like you you could spend way too much money and get a 2080 uh ti you'd need a ti to do reasonable fucking 4k with ray tracing right um so yeah it's been what 2k 2.5k yeah right on the graphics card alone you could get the best fucking cpu you can i I guess an intel i'd say an i9 uh you can get a fuck ton of (laughs) a fuck ton of ram um and yeah you you could put together a pc that would be doing all of this shit already the the like 3d audio has basically been stock standard for fucking yonks on pc yeah uh the the big game changer I guess is this SSD technology they're talking about because they're talking about uh, an SSD with write times and read times that cannot be compared to what you get on PC yeah yeah that's what they that's they said something about like a, it's a custom like it's a custom made SSD yeah um, which is interesting because as soon as I read SSD I was like oh this thing is going to cost a fortune but depending on what like exactly this means i mean maybe it is a cheaper version but that that is faster um they gave spider-man as the example right that yeah um i guess the fast travel system that must be like the was it the fast travel or loading i can't remember um but it was taking like 15 seconds to load and then and then when they pumped it into the developer kit um, for this new next gen console and loaded up Spider Man, it um it loaded it in like a second, basically, less than a second. Yeah, yeah, which is awesome. I mean, that's been one of the biggest problems with 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 gaming on consoles is that how much. Absolutely. Um, I mean, not not necessarily load times, obviously an issue, but how quickly can developers stream data from a hard drive to? what's going on within the game this allows them to do a lot more that's stuff. something else they talked about as well right like the the speed mm. at which spidey moved through the world was capped 
because they couldn't stream Manhattan faster. Yeah, it's all that speed. stuff in the background. Yeah, but they could they could uncap that shit. Yeah, uh, super spidey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which you know, I don't want to you know go on about anything, Luke. But uh, I did say that his speed felt capped and that he never got as much momentum as I expected him to. I do remember saying that. No. I do remember complaining about that with the spider-man game and i do remember you telling me to shut up and then i was wrong. you were wrong he was very fast i wasn't I wrong he, got it's fucking, he never got fucking quicker he did get quicker it's fucking you literally right there quicker. mark cerny is making a fucking new computer fucking to make it work <laughs> he wants he wants quicker spider-man he literally has to make a fucking new playstation just so he can have fast <laughs> fucking spider-man just so they can pro- deliver on the promise are you getting it I, fast you're getting it spider-man is going to be on this next console for sure this next spider-man game oh of course yeah of course but i i don't have it yet do i and i knew it i knew it instinctively right straight off the bat right anyway um so yeah an ssd but yeah, it must be it must be some PCIe shit, right? Like it must be that M2 fucking junk, uh, but like ratcheted up a notch, sure. like the next level type shit. Um, yeah, because yeah, yeah. This this is not just your regular old SSD. I mean, there's so many other details we don't yet have. I mean, you touched on it briefly. The 8K stuff, I think, yeah. is. N- not the direction I want to see them going. I, obviously, they're a fucking they're an entertainment company. They want to sell TVs as well. It's always been a big selling point for them, um, of like sort of being like, "Hey, we've got this new console device that does this type of thing, but we've also got these other TVs here that you can check out." I don't know if AK is a thing like that. They want to be pushing yet. <laughs> Like, 4K TVs have just gotten to the point where they're pretty affordable. You can go down to, you know, for us, JB Hi-Fi um, is a big hardware retailer. You can go buy a $1,000 TV or, you know, $2,000, a really good $2,000 TV, get a, a, a slick 4K TV. Um, if you want to get, like, an OLED TV, that'll cost you three to 4000 But, you know, you, you go spend $1,000 and get a 4K TV these days. It looks pretty. Um, yeah. 8K TVs... Uh, you like to take out a mortgage? Yeah, <laughs> I mean we're back at that point where it's it's been seven years, eight years, seven years since the last this PlayStation Four came out. Four K yeah. TVs were just starting to become a thing, and they've just become you know f- quite affordable for most people. Yeah. They want to ramp it up again. I don't know if eight K is the right way to do it. I would like to see them. Um, obviously, four K across the board, sixty frames would be my personal That'd preference yep. Um, yep. and then leave the 8k stuff to RE games or things that aren't going to push things too much I mean even yep. these days we see we don't see a lot of 4k games anyway on consoles um, occasionally we do but most of the time they're scaled down or they'll have like uh, resolutions that are sort of dynamic and change um, so like 4 4k's not really a thing that's always happening anyway. Um, no. It's just a thing they like to slap on the box to say, it's running at 4K, but it's yeah. really running at 25 frames a second, hopefully most of the time. And uh, I, I prefer 60 frames 4K, or at least something around there. Yeah. It would be my preference. <laughs> I don't I need guarantee you. I guarantee you they never do fucking 
native 8K anyway. Yeah. I guarantee it. They never fucking manage that. 1,000%. It'll be upscaled from fucking 4K as it is. Yeah. How big are the downloads going to be? 4K to 8K isn't fucking double. It's four times, right? Like, that's significantly bigger. That's goofy. It's like a like, 400 gig download. Oh, fucking forget about it. It's going to be fucking... <laughs> It's going to take 16 fucking weeks just to download this shit. going to be? Yeah, it's going to be the fucking greatest SSD in human history. The, the whole thing you're is have just one SSD. Game. You're going to be like, this is my fucking Spider-Man fi- PS5. Let's go check out the God of War 2 PS5. Because, uh, yeah, there's no way. You're going to have to like straight up delete shit just to fit another game in. Oh, the DLC came out. Uh, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to plug in a fucking USB stick or something. I don't know. Yeah, like, fuck. Yep. Yep. Uh, the other thing they talked about was backwards compatibility, um, which is a big deal because, obviously, um, yeah, it's something they sort of shied away from with the PlayStation yeah. 4. Um, well, it's because the PlayStation 3 was on that cell architecture shit yeah, and they didn't have a fucking choice. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, um, I think this is no, good. Like, this- most people couldn't even fucking code on it. This will be X X sixty four architecture. Sure, yeah. So it's familiar as it is, like, yeah. and it's probably easy for them to get it up running. I mean, they're showing Spider Man um, at least on it. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah, that's that's really good uh, to be able to, you know, keep your old games and be able to chuck them in there. I don't have to hang on to, you know, a PlayStation four when this thing comes out. I could get rid of it if I wanted to, which is good. Um, which is sick. I think it's a good, yeah. move. really good move. Um. What else they talk about? It's going to have discs. Um, it, unlike the Xbox One <laughs> uh, discless version, they are going yep. to have physical discs. No idea what format they'll be in at all. I'm guessing what the UHD stuff that they're going with. I mean, I, I, I'd assume this thing would have a Blu-ray player. They got a lot of flack for that last one, not having a Blu-ray yep. player. It's, it's, yeah, it's, UHD, Blu-ray. I mean, what's the point of being able to output an AK? If you can't, what if what's the point of having a 4K output if you can't? You know, they. I mean, they just did it, right? (laughs) That's true. That's true. Yeah. True. But yeah. Yeah. More so if they do it again. It's just silly. I think they've they've probably learned their mistake from that. Um, They talked about um, uh, that this thing's been in development for for quite a while now, a couple like four or five years. um, This kit, and uh, they've had. Uh, developers working on it already and they're starting to really ramp things up to which they talked about a release date which is next year um yeah release and that's that's what for me makes it even more likely that we see an xbox before the end of the year yeah we'll definitely see a new xbox inside of 12 months like before e3 next year um but yeah i think xbox is only fucking hope Mm. is to get out now quicker. is to get out first yeah uh yeah so the clocks the clock has started yeah and i think this is why new, the next generation console war yeah this is why playstation have jumped on this early they know e3 is coming up they know microsoft has a new console that's coming out they, microsoft talked about it last year it's not new um yep. microsoft is going to want to be talking about that console at this e3 and they're probably going to start talking about it within the next probably month um, to start getting word out there. Because generally they like to talk about 
like they don't want to spend the whole E3 talking about this new console, right? They want to show video games. Yeah. So, if you remember the Xbox One, uh, when it first announced, they didn't show that off at E3. They did their own thing before. So they could True. get all the hardware details out beforehand. They yeah. talked about how it was this giant entertainment system. It didn't go well for them. I think they'll do a lot better this year. They'll have some sort of event before E3. They'll talk about all the hardware plans for it. We'll get to E3. And then they'll show the games. Or at least, um, fingers crossed, they show the games. And that's the way yeah. I hope it goes down. Yeah. Because um, I feel like these press conferences have changed a lot. You know, back back in the day, 10 years, 15 years ago, you go to E3 and there, it would be about fucking sales numbers and not like stats and shit like that. And I feel like yeah. Xbox in particular got to a really good point the last couple of years where they just like get back to back game, game, game. Um, yeah. They just show uh, a lot of their games, including like PlayStation's done it really well as, as well. They were just back to back games, really don't focus on hardware too much anymore. Um, so hopefully we get to see that soon. And so I think this is PlayStation trying to get a leg up on Xbox. I mean, like, hey, we've got something coming out too. It's probably not going to be before you guys. Because could you imagine Xbox coming out and being like, hey, we've got a new console coming out. Uh, it's coming out this year, the end of this year, or early next year. Um, and then Sony coming out and being like, ours is coming out as well, but it's it's longer than that. So this is them trying to get out first and be like we've got something coming here's an idea here's some specs um here's things you can look forward to um and it's a it's a it's a good way of sort of shifting that uh you know that that focus away from from later on so yeah i think it's a good move by them to to announce this now because we're i think we'll hear something from xbox very soon before e3 yeah all right cool what there? Anything you're not a fan of that they talked about? All sounds no. pretty basic. I mean, yes, yeah, it's, it's too high level to really have any anything that I'm not crazy about. Um, yeah, we have to wait and see yeah. until there's like before there's more details. But I mean, I think there will be. I want to see the fucking DualShock Five. I want to see what they do. I think that's one way they can actually properly innovate uh, and change the game up. Mm. So that's what they're talking about doing. They're going. To, they're talking about how it's going to change the way we play games, but I haven't seen anything that necessarily does that yet. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah I, I think it's been the best console this generation. I've used it a lot. Um, PS4. The, the, yeah. the exclusives is the thing that sells it, and we've seen Microsoft really like eat a lot of crap for the way they handled their exclusive. Like this generation's been. Next generation poor. will not. They will not make the same mistakes yeah. at all. I guarantee. It. Man, uh, yeah, the Xbox is going to come out fucking nonstop bangers. I fucking guarantee it. It's going to be. I like with Halo Infinite. Yeah, <sighs> I am such a fucking sucker for Halo. I'm ready to go back and get like battered housewife shit. Mm. Go back to that fucking well. But like. Yeah, seriously, with Halo Infinite and whatever it is that their new acquisitions are making, I believe that they can walk out with some of the best launch games in video game history. Hopefully. Well, maybe it's been yeah. too soon. They only announced that last year, a year and a half. It's true. It's true. But if if those teams had games in production... Sure. That they brought on. They, yeah. Yeah. That they bought all of. Yep. Maybe. 
Yeah. I mean, because like Sony's had some some killers with last year was God of War, Spider Man. I guess were two big ones. They did Detroit as well. Um, you've had Bloodborne. Yeah. yeah, Bloodborne as well. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a lot there that I can't think about at the moment. But even things like um, Red Dead Redemption. Um, yeah, I feel like uh, if there's still like a use for consoles. If they can get first-party games to really nail it, yep. Um, Last of Us will be this year, right? They've talked about that, so that's probably not going to be a a cross-platform thing. But we'll see. Anyway, yep. Bunch of info there. Big dump. Uh, you go to White. Check all that out. If you want to read up on it a bit more, there's a really good deep dive on IGN. Uh, it's good. Go check that out. Anyway. Yeah, that's it. That's the news. That's the news. That's the podcast. That is the podcast. We don't have any questions. No questions. Fantastic. Everyone's everyone's scared. I told them they weren't allowed to just piss in a fucking question mark, and now they're all terrified. They are. Um, cool. All right, The Gap. You can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify, all those wonderful places. Uh, if you've got some spare time, please rate and review us. helps other people find the show, and we appreciate everyone that does that. Um, if you want to send us any questions, you can email us at thegapodcast at gmail.com or you can go to our Discord page, thegapodcast.com slash Discord if you want to check out a bunch of chat threads on there. Uh, leave us questions. You can play video games, people playing Division, Apex, Battlefield. Uh, I think that's about it at the moment. World War Z, if they can... Or is it World War Z? It. What is the correct... Z. It's American. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think it is World War Z. Um, yeah, I'm sure there'll be people playing a, a bunch of that. I, I, I think um, it seems like there's Division still going. Like, every time I check in there at night, there's a group playing Division. So, they're having fun. You can find us on social media, facebook.com slash gapodcast, twitter.com slash gapodcast, or you can go to our website, thegapodcast.com. You can find the links to all the things we just talked about including past episodes of the show, if you want to go check some of them out, because I know people do. And uh, that website is all run thanks to our Patreon members. If you want to help support this show and keep this site running, you can go to patreon.com slash gapodcast and subscribe. Uh, we appreciate everyone that does that. You're the best. We've got, um, we're renewing our domain. I think I got an email about it yesterday, so that'll be happening in two months, a month, no, next month. Good plan. We got to do that so no one steals it and starts our own Gap podcast. Better stop. Now. Yeah, we should we should look at that. Um, so yes, thank you everyone does that every week and every month. Sorry, and YouTube. If you want to watch this show on YouTube, you can go to youtube.com, uh, check out the GA podcast, or go to thegapodcast.com slash YouTube, and that'll take you directly there. And uh, we put gameplay footage on of us talking while things are going on. So last yeah. week I had a couple of those Apex Legends wins on there. Um, nice. This week I might chuck some some uh, Forza Street. <laughs> That's not appealing. That's not appealing at all. No. Well, you just get to look at us then. What about if you play and record some Katana Zero? That's it's a few classification. I can't. <laughs> I'm allowed to show people. Gold. Gold. I don't actually have it. No, I do have it. Um. 
Yeah, and I think this is, oh, if you want to find us on Spotify, you can do that as well. Thegapodcast.com slash Spotify. That'll take you to directly to the to the link. And you can listen nice. to that. Uh, anything you want to spruik this week that you've been writing about? Uh, that video that I was talking about. The one uh, where I was playing Heave Ho with the IGN crew. Yep. Went live. I watched it. It was very funny. Uh, it's worth, worth watching. They cut down a like three hour fucking game session to 17 minutes hmm. which is quite talented um and I don't know um that's it I guess read my interview with Dick Stacy from Greyhound uh about IEM that's about it yeah and I have a big interview I've got an interview with um Tim from Teg about MEO that should be up before the end of this week right yep what about you what do you got uh, you can go to twitter.com slash Luke Laurie oh yeah twitter.com slash Joby Jojo <laughs> I sometimes post stuff me you raging about the basketball or um mm. fucking Clippers Clippers doing their best to, <laughs> to get give us. us something to watch when we go over <laughs> in LA in, yep. at the end of the month yeah yeah all right, and that's it. We'll be back next week. Um, probably, maybe Friday we'll have to record. We'll see. I think we will, We'll yeah. see what happens, because if you're going away, uh, we might have to yep. do it that day. Anyway, um, next week, Days Gone is out. Next Friday. Okay. I don't think we'll be playing that by the looks of things, uh, despite my efforts. Uh, I don't think so either. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it doesn't doesn't look like it. Oh. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, oh well. So, Drats. We'll see. We'll see what we got next week. But um, yeah, there's a there's a bunch happening. Uh, and that's it. We're back. See you then. Bye. Bye.